0: hello and welcome to the bookish banter podcast where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books authors and bookish impulse buys follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless tbr go ahead and subscribe leave us a review and follow us on our instagram and tiktok at the bookish banter podcast let's get started This episode contains spoilers from the entire A Court of Thorns and Roses series by Sarah J. Maas, with references to Throne of Glass and Crescent City, Ella Enchanted, and Ever After. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> it's going. So we actually have a new sponsor for the podcast. It is Audible by Amazon, so is their, it is their audiobook subscription, and I have use them a couple of times. And I actually got Crescent City on there from the first one, uh, the House of Sky and Breath, so that I can listen to it on repeat constantly. And I absolutely love it. Uh, It's super nice because I have a bunch of Amazon Alexas in my house and I can like connect them. So when I'm like doing chores and things like that, I can be like, or I can say like, Alexa, play my Audible book and it'll pop up and play all over my house. So i really love that. Um, If you guys haven't tried Audible, we have a link for a free trial and it will give you two free audiobooks, And then if you guys want to, you can pay, um, you get basically one credit per month. And it'll give you like one book that's yours to own forever, and it'll just stay in your library. But you also have access to all of the podcasts that they have on there, Amazon originals, and a couple of other really fun things. So if you guys haven't tried Audible, you can click the link in the show notes and check that out. Um, we're really, really excited about that one because I love Audible and Kirsten loves Audible. And it's just a really fun thing to have if you guys don't have a library that has a huge selection of like audiobooks, or if you're just looking to get into audiobooks, it's super easy to do that with Audible. How are you doing yes. how's life I'm
1: good I'm good it's it's been good I ordered a million books off of book outlet because they yes. had a sale and so I got so many but I got some I'm really actually really excited for them half of them are pirate books <laughs> so so I'm very excited I got um I do you love that I got Danielle Jensen she's the one who wrote Bridge Kingdom um her YA series and it's the Dark Shores series
0: oh girl
1: this or the yeah the girl of the sea Gain fact um Steel Tide and Seafire I also got I got this other series It start the first one's called The Merciful
0: Crow and it looks really good and the I have seen so that cover pretty. and it looks really cool I have seen that before and I'm always like I wonder if I would like this book and, and I'm like how cool yeah the cover is, the cover is super is, cool it is amazing
1: and the the synopsis like it just sounds so cool like i'm just i'm very ready to read these i i guess i got the second one off of book outlet and then i ordered a bunch of other stuff like random books like like pieces of series that i was missing i ordered um you know bought too many books again so i was like okay i'm not gonna buy anything until you're here (laughs) oh they have a buy test
0: for six dollars
1: are you on book outlet now?
0: i am now (laughs) I haven't. Okay. I have, I have bought, I have bought three, four books this entire year thus far. I've been trying to be really, really good. I have bought, yeah, four books. So I Goodwilled, uh, Born of Fire by Sherilyn Kenya It was $2, but like that was a steal. It's looking really, really rough, but I got it (laughs) because I have the other ones in, I have like some bits and pieces of it, but they're all in the original, like Mass market paperback, so yeah. I want I don't want to like reorder them and get a different version or like a taller version or something. Yeah. So all
1: of mine are mass market paperback. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I have those. So I found that one. I got a signed copy of something that ends in night by Jennifer L. Armentrout was very cheap at half price books. So I bought that in hopes of reselling it. Haven't got that far yet. Um, And then because I'm a savage, anywho, and. <laughs> I got electric idol and neon gods because Kirsten and I are going to the Tucson festival of books in
1: so
0: March and Katie Roberts is going to be there. So I, w- I was like, okay, I have to get these books so she could sign them. So I'm very excited. So I bought both of those to have her sign. I've made like a pile of books that I want to bring with me for like people to sign. <laughs> I, I saw the
1: um, electric idol was it yeah it was electric idol i think it was the was it the bookish box that did it that did that for their adult box or something Yes. it is so beautiful i'm like i need i need i need this i
0: don't know yeah. if they did neon gods too but so the other one's supposed to come out but it's going to be like months from now they haven't i don't know if they announced it or not they said that they were definitely doing it but i don't know if they announced the a release date for the neon gods oh,
1: for the Neon option
0: god's it's, but it's going to be like first funny. to subscribers and then to everybody else so i don't i think they're going to sell out yeah, oh i, I lied I lied. I bought the special edition of the Love Hypothesis from A crate.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I bought jealous. that. I <laughs> didn't buy that, but I do have my. I still have my hardcover, so I need to get my
0: little books together for our Tucson Book Festival. I'm so excited. I, I am too. So I bought five books this year, technically, but I've been trying to be really good, and I just got them so I could get them signed, and I couldn't pass up the special edition of. The love hypothesis I'm so excited for it to come in. It doesn't come in until March, but I think it's gonna be beautiful. And I'm just like thrilled about it because I love uh, special editions of standalones. It makes me feel better about buying them because then I'm not like, okay, now I have to buy like eight books in this series that are all special editions. So I- we're very excited for a book festival. <laughs> gosh, Can't gosh. wait. Mm-hmm. I have like, uh, I'm like overwhelmed by the amount of bookish that's happening in my life in the next three weeks you do have a lot of things that are coming up in these next like
1: few weeks for sure yeah
0: yeah. I'm going to a Tessa Bailey signing next weekend with Danielle from Infatuated Read ah also shout out to her for being our first patron in the book dragon tier so congratulations to Danielle for being the actual best and I'm super excited for her and I to go uh they're doing a Author signing slash like happy hour thing at a winery in Westport where it happened when summer takes place and we get hook line and sinker and it's I think it's I'm pretty sure it's the hardcover edition, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. But it's like a signed copy and we get to do like a Q&A with Tessa Bailey. So I'm so excited to go to that. Yeah, so I'm doing that. And then we're going to the Tucson Book Festival the weekend after. So that's gonna be fun.
1: That's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm excited for that. So I'm excited to it'll be fun to be home for a little while, I'll be home for a couple of days. So it'll be nice to
0: Yeah. everyone i'm excited do bookish things so yeah so what are we chatting about today
1: we are chatting about uh the latest installment of a court of thorns and roses which is a court of silver flames or exit by sarah j mass and i will say um this book has redeemed the series for me if i were to reread it i would only reread this book but yeah I feel like like there's like
0: this book there needs to be like a song playing in the background of us like hitting the finish line and like making all the way through this (laughs) (laughs) it's the final (laughs) count no I'm just kidding (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, we were more than halfway there. Um,
1: it would not be an episode <laughs> if we didn't sing. we got to the singing out early in this. Yeah. Episode. <laughs> you're all
0: very welcome. It it's been a journey and we're here and look, we found a book that Kirsten likes. <laughs> 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 I think it's just like, first of all, so sorry. Slash. I love all of you that have like made it all the way through and are still hanging in there with us no, about Akatar. Y'all are just Yeah. Killing it. Um, we've put a couple of disclaimers out there. So, but yeah, I, I agree. I really liked *Port of silver flames the first time I read it. And I think I've said this before, but for me, it was like one of those ones where it just felt like kind of coming home, like her font, the writing style, everything is just so cozy. And she is one of those, those, those authors. That's like a very comforting read. Like, you know, what's going to happen. You know, how the progression is going to go. She doesn't do too much foreshadowing where it's like, okay, here we go all the time but it's, it's nice enough that like, I know where the progression of the story is going to go. So I feel like when I read a court of silver flames, the day it came out, I was so deep into bookstagram that it just felt like one of those things that was like, we were, everyone was all around the world, like posting and reading and like engrossing themselves in this book. But I think I loved it maybe a little too much. Um, but the second time around, I really did like it. I, I like it so much better than the rest of the series. So much better. And I, I don't know if I can tell you why, I don't know if I can explain it. That's
1: also like a controversial opinion because a lot of people don't like this book. Like a lot of people really hate this book too. Yeah. So this this, they're wrong. (laughs) 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 This is the one. This is literally like this one. I liked Aksar. I liked the very first one. I liked the story. I like the story for like who it's written for. For the time it came out, we we talked about this in our episode. For the time it came out, for who it's written for, I think she did a good job. But the rest of the series, I could, I could, you know, take or leave. And I really, 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 really enjoyed. Um, I also probably, cause I relate with Nesta, like in her kind of needing to just be called out, just her, her kind of way of expression and things like that, her kind of expressing her trauma and the way that she needs to be handled as far as like, you know, people calling her out kind of a situation how I live my life so uh, we'll get into that but um yeah I know I really enjoyed it I again I if I reread the series it would just be this book it wouldn't be reread the series it would just be
0: rereading I would just start at <laughs> if like, like you're on like whatever you got yeah. next Sarah we're into it but <laughs> before that oh. yeah I think for me too like I I feel like I relate m- most heavily to Nesta like Nesta's she's definitely she's a Virgo or like a Sagittarius or a Gemini or something like She's just got one of those big bitchy personalities. And like I feel like I she is one of the big characters that I think I can relate to in the way that she handles things, in the way that she says things, and the way that she knows like when she's being venomous. And I think that like this journey was written so well. And I think that like her struggles that she goes through felt to me more like well laid out. And I think all the stuff that we kind of criticized in the last few books. It's pointed out here. I think Nesta does a really good job of yeah. all the things that we kind of said that we didn't like about this. Nesta calls it out in this one, and I don't know if that was her sort of like if SJM wrote that as saying like ha ha ha, you know I know that this is like too much. Like we know that like the
1: toxicity. I'm
0: gonna yeah like we're aware. Time. So it's like I don't know if she's saying that like she's aware that like these characters are flawed and that they don't like talk about those things. Or if it's like this is Nesta's character and seeing it, and maybe because we relate so heavily to her that that's the way that we see it. But I think a lot of the stuff that we sort of pointed out in the last few episodes as being toxic or like just poorly planned out or hilarious or what it was, like Nesta said all those things, and I was like, "Can we also take yes. one moment to um,
1: appreciate the fact that Nesta is quite literally the only character that has apologized to anyone in this entire series?"
0: Yes. actually, yes, we can. Apologized. Like a true apology and not just being like gaslighty about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go Nesta. MVP. So we got a little sneak peek of this at the very end of A Court of Frost and Starlight. So we kind of knew where this was going to go. Yeah. I I said this in the last one, but I just, this shift in Nesta of like living in this seedy apartment complex and like sleeping with all these boys. It's just, it was such a weird shift for me. And like, I knew that that's where we were going to go. But like there was a couple references in here where I was like, okay, are you serious? is that like she's like, I go to bars because I love music. And it's like, do you? Is that why you go to the bar? Like, I don't know. That one was a bit of a leap for me. So I was really pissed because they're so mean to her at the beginning. They were oh, so they're so mean. And it's like, I
1: I they just like it, it's so frustrating because, and this is something too that you and I kind of talked about because I was talking about how I really like I really I like Nesta and Az's. Nesta and Azriel's friendship better than I like Feyre and Azriel's friendship because As recognizes those things in Nesta he understands the self-loathing he understands the wanting to just turn it off and be numb and numb to everything and which I kind of wish he maybe would have spoken
0: up a little bit more that's one thing that I was like he should have should have said something he did that and and Akawar too where he was like he like figures out that Elaine's a seer and then just like dips out and it's like yeah. Asriel like use your words buddy use yeah. your words yeah exactly and so I was just like I I that was a little
1: frustrating to me but I do like their friendship and he's as has never been like judgmental towards Nesta he's never he's really the only one that's never been like mean to her or judgmental or like treated her less than because that's how he feels like he feels less than, he feels, he just wants to, I mean, we read, we'll get to his chapter, but he talks about that. And it's just like, oh, it's so heartbreaking. And it's just like, oh, I, I, I like their friendship for that. And it's just like, they don't, obviously people's trauma manifests differently depending on who you are and your personality and things like that. And obviously she was just like trying to just numb the pain. And I think what they did as far as like, you're gonna trade with Cassian you're gonna like help in the library and this is like you know not your punishment but we're just trying to help you but I think the way they went about it like also Amron
0: yeah Amron really sent me in this book like I just I have a question what happened on the barge I feel like that's never explained it's just like oh yeah, they had a fight on the barge and now they're not friends anymore and like, they just can't get over it. And it's like, oh, what so, was the fight about? Did from I? What I under- from what I understand, from what I read it, basically
1: Amryn was like, Feyre wants me to help you again with like magic and try yeah. to control your powers and all of these things. And Nesta was like, Nesta had assumed that was Amryn taking Feyre's side. Amryn taking Feyre's, like you're just taking orders from Feyre. You don't care what, Happens to me. Like, right. I don't like my. She hated her powers. Right. Right. She truly hated her powers. So she's just like, I don't want anything to do with it, and but everyone wants is like pushing me to like mess with them. And I think that's part of it too. Was her? We talked about this in the past. Like she's not using her powers, and she's slowly going insane. Right. But no one says that to her. No Mm-mm. one ever mentions that to her. Like you need an outlet you need to use your powers or you will go insane that's probably what's contributing to a lot of what's going
0: on right and And no one like checks in with her either they're just like well now you have to go to the house of wind ta-ta and or we're gonna shove you off to the mortal lands and i was like made me mad that literally the only person that
1: saw her was elaine and obviously with that whole that was a very intense interaction but literally
0: no one comes near her and then like reese oh i just hate that they're like she you know you really pushed us away it's like she's hurting she's having a hard time and everybody deals with things differently and it's like when pharaoh was in the hewn city in Akamath, right when she first gets there she spends that entire week alone and doesn't want to hang out it with is- reese and is so mean to them it's called the palace of moonlight
1: that's Thank what it's you. called or the okay. moonlight palace or whatever the hell it's yeah called. yeah something moonlight it again with the names but Like (laughs) it's it's not yeah, because I was reading that I was talking about how they
0: have like five houses or something like that and how ridiculous it is. But um yeah, sorry. I just love that Nessa like calls all of them out for all of their garbage. But it was just like, she was so mean to them at the beginning and they were like, well, you know, she's just trying to like adjust to realize that we're not evil. And it's like, okay, yeah, I get that. But also it's just like, I feel like they give Neston no grace and because Elaine handles it a different way. And they even mentioned this at the very end, like maybe Elaine's never had the opportunity to like have teeth and claws and like think the things that she does because you guys have all like, cause we've all put her in a box and it's like, Hey, maybe instead of putting people in boxes you let them be who they are. And obviously she's spiraling. I just thought that the way that they like sit her down and they like put a shield around Feyre and they're like really worried she's going to kill them. It's like, okay, theatrics are too much. That
1: made me mad that like Reese was like expecting, expecting Nesta to actually hurt, like physically hurt. I'm like, she has never physically hurt any of her sisters. Never. Not once there's never been any indication she's never ever done anything to literally anyone aside from the king of Hybern, but that doesn't count to indicate that she would use her powers to hurt them ever she has never she's used her word but she's never physically hurt that and it, it made me really upset when they were when reese was just like she's like and and even nesta's inner monologue she's like what you really think that I'm going to do like, what the hell is wrong with, Olivia? right? Like, like why would I ever <laughs> and rightfully? So like, I just, yeah. But the whole Ameren and Nessa thing is basically, she's like, you're, you're pushing me to do something that I don't want to do. And I don't want to do it. Like, I don't feel comfortable doing it. And I, you know, and again, it's never explained that you should use your powers or you're quite literally going to go insane. Um, that's never explained to her. That's never like, She's never told that, you know, and then, and then Amron was just basically like, you're a selfish entitled little bitch. And then they get pissed off and that's the whole fucking thing. And then Amron continues to act like Amron and Reese in this book really, really made me mad.
0: I feel like this was a lot of what Reese kind of was in A Quarter Frost and Starlight, like where he hit that transition where he turned really like malicious. But in this one, he is really, he's just awful. And I'm like, I understand that you're like going through stressors and like you are, you know, a, a Lord of a court and all those kinds of things. But like, just the 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 venom that comes from him internally and externally is just unreal. And like, I love the idea of them sort of like sending her to like rehabilitate her life and going into the house of wind and training and stuff like that. But like the, the realization, the miscommunication in this book, I hate miscommunication tropes. Like, I think they drive me insane. I think that the miscommunication in this one is kind of okay because it's explained with another POV. Like, you know, they take her to the house of wind and they start training and they're like, we're going to Windhaven. And it like, I know this is really far down the line, but I appreciate that. Like once she says something, Cassian is like, Oh my God, I'm so stupid. Oh my God. I'm so stupid. She doesn't want to train in front of these guys or whatever. And like, we get both of those views. So I think that this is set up really well for all the things that like the two of them go through together that, that like, I kind of appreciate the miscommunication between the two of them and think that like their relationship is so much better developed than like oh, it's, any interaction she has with the rest so of anybody much better developed
1: their relationship is so much healthier like yeah it like takes it takes her a minute to like get things out it takes her a minute like she gets called on it she slows up like oh, i do the same thing you know it takes a moment and then you realize it and you come back to it and you talk about it but they're but so Cassie mean to her is, cassian is so patient with her and being yep. like she will talk to me when she is ready i'm not yep. gonna push her on i mean there's certain things he did push her on but like and he even calls himself out on him he's like why did i do that like that like I know Nesta. Why did I do that? Why did I act that way? Like I should have known that she wouldn't have wanted to put her pride on the line and and look like an idiot in front of all these other guys. Or I should have, you know, when he, something, something about when he invited like a guy or something like that and didn't tell Gwen or something. And he was like, I should have checked in with Gwen before I did this and I didn't. And I feel bad about doing that, but he corrects that behavior. He's very good about recognizing it and correcting it. And
0: I, I really appreciated that and he just, he's just so sweet oh he's just I love him and as him Asriel and Nesta in this book have just like, such a beautiful chemistry do so well as a group I wish we would have gotten maybe like a little bit more of Asriel I don't understand she's written this whole time like such a large group of characters who all are I think the side characters have like an equal distribution throughout mm-hmm. and she really just cut more out of this one and cut Lucian out of this no, one and I was like not more or Lucian were in here for like a hot second yeah and I was like that's kind of odd and I get I get that she was introducing Eris and all that kind of stuff but it was weird it was like I feel like you did a really good job consistently giving like all the side characters enough screen time like screen time in the other books that like it just fell a little weird to me that Lucian and War were just like vaguely mentioned but didn't get very many lines so that that was kind of like mm. for me especially because I like Lucian I wanted more info about like what was going on yeah. in the human lands and stuff but like what are your thoughts on kind of the priestess, the priestesses and like the library and how all of that set up for her and like her journey? love that. I love the library and I love
1: how she kind of, and we'll get into this, you know, she talks about like being in the house and how the house like won't give her, isn't allowed to give her wine and everything like that. And then she's like talking, like she's just in her room and she's just like, I just like, Nesta has, has like amarin and more and Elaine has the wraiths and like, And like the bat boys are like a thing. And you know what I mean? And she's like, even Lucian has like Vasa and Jurian, And she's like, I have no one. She's like, I just want a friend. And she, she, she makes the house her, like her friend, the house is her friend and it's just the cutest thing ever. And I love how they're like in the library and there's like this like darkness. And you're like, what is this? Like, I I liked that part of it. And it was like this kind of like darkness in the bottom of the pit where like Reaxis used to be. And they're like, oh, it's just like, you know, it's just like curious, lingering,
0: yeah darkness. it's like following
1: Nesta and like kind of like is is connected to Nesta in some way and so um and then um and Gwen's like yeah we don't go down there like you know all this stuff and so also Gwen is just I oh uh, I love Gwen she is like
0: she's the Lysandra for me yeah. in this book like I love Gwen she's amazing and I like their was- relationship in the beginning that she's so snarky to her and like yeah I feel Gwen so bad for Nesta because she just <laughs> do it
1: like Gwen just like laughs at her. she's like, yeah, and
0: it. she's like, you don't use magic to like stack the books. And this is like should I be using magic? <laughs> like, you know, it's just like their their relationship is so funny because, it's like how else would I stack books? They yeah, know. like I was like, can somebody show her? I would love to know that. Um, I just felt like their relationship is really cute. and I love that it's not an instant friendship. i I I hate like insta love insta friendships. It's like their friendship develops so well because she's so mean to her at the beginning. She's like, um, what are you doing down here just acting like, everybody should be bowing down to you and Gwen's like I just need these books and that's your job and then she's like hey uh, I really need this particular book could you help me with that you know and kind of going from there and I, I just love the way that their friendship develops and like her with the priestesses and how Nesta like this just shows that Nesta can be a nice person and like when she has no qualms with anyone like Cleo and stuff like that like she's gonna be a good person and she's gonna do what she can like yes she's gonna be standoffish but like it, it just makes me mad that the inner circle is so mean to her at the beginning and just thinks that she's this rotten person. It's and
1: so frustrating because they just expect, they expect her to be like Feyre. They expect her to be this person that is so expressive and everything. Nesta's is just not that person. She's just, that's just
0: not who she is. Like she, but do she we not laughs. forget the like six months that she spent in the spring court, just being like a ghost of a human, like Nesta was given no grace, but because Tamlin was the cause of it. And because Tamlin didn't notice it, like Feyre was allowed to like shrink in on herself and shrivel on herself and, and not be a person you know I mean, that's she what like had a year they gave her a year but in that time they
1: should have realized within that year like you know they just like for i feel like they weren't quote-unquote giving her time i almost feel like they just forgot about her like they were like it's not my. we're just
0: busy building this house on like war-torn lands
1: i don't know it was just kind of frustrating
0: and so that was like and it just yeah but I love that I I really did like the library and how that it just showed like the contrast between her and like who she was as a person and her being like once they find out who I am they're all gonna hate me but her giving herself a chance to be like okay but I could maybe make friends with these people
1: yeah well I will get to it later because I don't want to go so out of order but okay go for it it. but yeah I just I, I love that. And then her starting to build that friendship with Emery. I love that. Like her going into her shop and talking to her. She's like, I'm cold. I need, <laughs> like, I, she's, she's like, and I love how Emery's like, yeah, they, they pretend they're not cold, but they're actually like, you know, they're uncomfortable, but they don't want to be, they don't want to be considered unmanly for being cold. So she's like, no, I want like fur lined leathers because I'm freezing my ass off. Right. <laughs> Give me one of those. Yeah. So I really love that. And I think Emery's Emery's really cool. I really like Emery. The Valkyries in general, I really love. Yeah, I just, that was really cool. So um, how did you feel about kind of the development of everything that was going on in the background? So I cannot say that queen's name to save my life. So we're going to call her B. Her name starts with a B. We're going to call her B. So anyways, the old crone queen. So how did you feel about bee and the trove and all this kind of manifesting in the background
0: so when I first read this I was like Maybe nothing bad happens, right? Like we've gotten through the war and like, maybe there's not a big bad. Granted, there like has to be because that's how books work. But I remember reading it this time and genuinely being like, what bad thing happens in this book? I forgot, like, you know, because it, it's not it's not irrelevant. Like obviously a lot of stuff happens in the background and like, there's a lot of, you know, big bads coming, but I forgot it until they mentioned it. And then I was like, is this like me with the dread troll? Like, I don't know it until someone mentions it. <laughs> so. That's like how i felt i was like oh wait i i hate the name i hate the name dread trove it's just like okay good again job with the names. again with the names just just like a plus plus you know um but i thought it was good because i feel like what she was going to do at the end of it was just going to be like sort of a battle between um setting the lines and like resigning the treaty yeah. so i appreciated that there was still like something else that was going on that wasn't just like obviously the fae on the continent the story but yes exactly didn't take over the story I would have liked a little bit more, I think with like Jurian and and Vasa because I feel like geographically, I'm not really sure like how all of that works that she's like a firebird at night on the lake or can she be a firebird anywhere? She can be a firebird anywhere. Oh, interesting. Okay, so in my head, I thought she had to like be close, but I guess he's just confined to the lake. So I I would have liked a little bit more of their relationship, I think, and like just some more of of how they're involved in things. I I appreciate that like we get a, a brief glimpse of Tamlin and we bring in Eris and they're still talking about, can okay one moment with the tamlin thing
1: with everyone eris being like eris and cassian and everyone just being like yeah reese you're just like really trying to just bring him back to reality i'm sorry reese is the one that put him in this kind of state with everything that he did in acapas with how he treated him and the way he freaking kicked him while he was down and just like don't come out here and be like reese you're so good for like
0: helping tamlin no Mm no Mm-mm, no because he's and not, like everything like, we Feyre saw this did,
1: firsthand in acafas
0: right and everything favor did to the spring court like he's still reeling from those implications and it, it just it was a weird transition because he got his redemption arc right and then we have to like bring him down again it's like oh you can't just be redeemed and we move on and like he's you know a viable adult that like does whatever it's like slowly no. building things back up he just has to crumble and just right. do nothing and it's like i don't know it just was so weird and i like Like I said, I appreciate that they do bring it back. I would have liked a little bit more of the other courts that we didn't get anything of this time, like the, the winter court and like a little bit more of like the summer court and and those relationships. And I'm sure that those will come like, as we get further on, it would have taken away. But my one big criticism for this book is there is a lot going on the whole time, but there is so much going on in that last 200 pages. Yeah. So much it's exhausting. And like, I just wish that in the beginning, I think she sets it up really well. And I love all the training and things like that, but there was a little bit too much talk about like how to do a proper squat that could have been filled up with like what happened at the end. Like, I would have liked that spread out just a little bit more, or like even just more info in general, because those last 200 pages, it's like, you know, manipulating Eris, the right, this, that, the other, right. Like they're moving. Thera, like, it's just, it was like, it's enough it's enough slices. Okay. Like yeah. in that last 200 pages, it's like, it, it's too many. So that was like my big criticism about this. Cause I feel like they're talking about the dread trope kind of the whole time. That's where we were at before. Sorry. I kind of rambled for a minute there. They talked about the dread trope for like a really long time and like hunting it. And then it's like, we find the mass, we do this, we do that. We do the heart, blah, blah, blah. And it's like all within that last like 300 to 250 like pages that all of that happens. And prior to that, it's like even the Valkyrie, all that stuff happens at the very end. So I just wish it would have been spread out a little bit more throughout the book rather than just yeah. like a mention at the beginning, kind of a build up in the was, middle.
1: And I think part of that was like her also focusing on like Nesta, Nesta's progress, Nesta's like growth and, you know, her working through everything. Um, I love that she loves romance novels and that her and the house like have a mini book club and then her and Emery and Gwen start at like their own little like book club. And I love how like the house is just like one of the girls. Yeah. It's like the cutest Chocolate thing cake. ever. Like it's For sure. just like the <laughs> best thing ever. And I love that. Yeah, I agree. The last like 200, a lot happened. Yeah, and it's
0: not bad like I think think the pacing of the book is totally great good
1: but it's just like
0: I just would have maybe liked it a little sooner and or like you could have put more info in the beginning I think or just a little more like something what did you think of this the stair journey the journey with the stairs I love that I I liked what my I was just gonna say my head is like spinning reading it like I can just imagine like walking down a set of like spiral stairs I was
1: like (laughs) I thought it was just
0: like stairs like just like down like I'm thinking like Lord of the Rings. Oh, right. yeah, like, the side of a wall type of thing. I was thinking, like, a lighthouse. Like, we're just going and going and going and going. My initial thought was, was like,
1: Minas Morgul. With, like, Sam and Frodo and the um, Gollum going up to, like, Shelob, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, that's what... I was imagining at first when people are like 10,000 stairs I'm like okay that's like that's what I picture it but then like yeah <laughs> but then like when she's talking it's literally just like a circle And like I'm gonna throw up like yeah it like makes me I nauseous reading it cups at Disneyland there's no way I would go down those stairs
0: yeah no. it's it's like I Beauty and the adore. Beast style like going down and down, and down, and down. First of all, I would like to say congratulations to everyone who's ever, like, done this whole challenge, but I would like to know how I do the reverse of this, because I've seen people do the, like, stair stepper, Nesta, 10,000 steps. Homegirl does the 10 I'll do the 10,000 down, I ain't doing 10,000 up. I just want to know. know how I go backwards on a stair stepper, because I ain't going up, but I'll do 10,000 down, absolutely, you know? I'd be
1: like, you can winnow me back up now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm out. I'll be doing, I'll do it down, though. but yeah, congratulations to everyone who's turned that into, like, a thing, and my, uh, my love for this book is the way that people have just run with it with the exercises and the, the swag and the house of wind book club, like shout out to Blissa bookish. Like that is just such a cute concept. And I think it's so fun. And like, I think my love for this book is in the fact that it's not just about like couples. And I say this a lot as like, I love the friends to lovers trope. And I love the idea of like building friendships. And then also like the fact that Cassie and Annette are kind of like friends to lovers, like, okay. (laughs) You know, I just, I love that.
1: They're I, like I love reading about friends friendships to too. They're like enemies to friends to love Yeah. That's which I'm uh, here chef's, for. That's like the
0: chef's fucking kiss.
1: Yeah. Combination of the a, big three, that, the trifecta. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. How did you feel about the like start, you know, with, and we've talked about this in the past. We've talked about Cassian being very good at reading people. You know, yes. she was really good at reading Pharaoh um, when she was really struggling. And you know, when she was like you know, burnt through the the like gloves or whatever and he just kind of took it and was like, she's like, I killed them. And he's like, yeah, and you're gonna have to live with that. You're gonna have to, you know, he's so good about and he's as we as I kinda said before, he's good about recognizing it and correcting it. And not just saying he's gonna do it, but actually doing like his he's the epitome of actions speak louder than words. Um, because he's not just like, oh I'm you know Nesta's is not one of those people that you can bombard with like words and things and but actions are gonna speak louder for her, you know, with everything that, you know, she realizes with her father, you know, she connects the dots of him like sleeping on the cot and giving them their bed and him like not being able to like provide for them, but also like, you know, going out there and starting an army and and building this up because he loves them and things like that. And um his actions spoke a lot louder. And she realizes that, well, with like reflection and things like that. But um ness is definitely one of those people which can relate like actions definitely speak louder than words
0: like you know what i mean yeah and i think that he's like they're very mature characters too like you can see the progression in her writing style too That like it's like cassian is is he is such a genuine male like he's written so well it's like yeah boys think this way and like also he's a very mature person and he's like the ideal you want one that's still like broody and makes mistakes but then turns around and is like oh my gosh I'm the worst and I like need to fix this but does it in a way that like makes sense to him and then he knows makes sense to the person that he's like doing this for like his relationship with Azriel and like even like you're saying his relationship with Feyre and I feel like what he does with more granted their relationship is not super healthy but like he's aware of like the mistakes that have been made between the two of them and like how to treat her I, and handle I that
1: did like how she immediately in this book like very quickly Cassian was like, "Yeah, she's my sister." Like, very yes. Like within his first is like his first POV.
0: But he did done fuck up in War when he like ripped Nesta's hand out because yeah. More walks on no, the test
1: That's not okay. Cassian's yeah. not okay with that. Don't
0: well, I will you. never let that go. <laughs> that's
1: bad. But he's he learned. Yeah. Again, he learns from his yeah. mistakes. And, and I and so
0: he, what were your thoughts? I just this is like probably one of my favorite scenes because it it shows how clever Nesta is and how silly Cassian is when she's practicing in the library and Cassian comes down after she puts the sign-up sheet and everything on that like what that's one of my favorite scenes I think it's so well done I think it's hilarious because you know Nesta's like kind of snide and funny and then afterwards Cassian's like damn is she clever as hell good for her you know like what are your thoughts on that scene he's just like he's like
1: I love that he appreciate he I love how much he appreciates her like her mind and how her mind works and he's not like intimidated by her ability to like think strategically to learn to read to do all these things and how intense she is he's not like because he recognizes that like he talks about her like going through the punching sequences and like the steps and like the sword play and everything like that and he's like he's so proud of her progress and I love also how like they're able to just to like be slightly professional like obviously you know what I mean like in the ring she's there to learn and he's there to teach and outside of it, it's whatever, but they don't do it to. And they also, it's, this had me so worried when they were like, Oh, she's going to be in the library. I was so, so worried it was going to be like a, you know, Farrah and Reese, like we're going to fuck in the library. Like, no. Yes. And that's why I think I I love this scene so much. I was so worried that it was, and that, that scene had me scared that it was going to be something like that. And I was like, please don't do this like don't don't like this this is a safe space literally people have to ask permission to be there to like you know and do not desecrate that by like being like i have like dirty thoughts back. like currently get over it you know what I yeah but i like how i love how cassian is so very just like respectful of that and nesta they're very respectful of that i mean they'll bang everywhere else but like library off limits which yeah I yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, I, that scared me. That worried me because that was something that
0: really bothered me. I just, and I think that was why I like that scene so much because it's so different. And it's like, I feel so bad for Nesta that no one's signing up. And I'm like, how is she going to get people to come? And then she's like, thinks of this really like clever idea. And Cassie and it afterwards is like- oh dang that's a good idea you know like I just and he's like go little rock star like you know I just feel like he's like so so that for her yeah he's
1: like so respectful too he like asks permission like can I touch you can I consent people
0: consent is key you all consent is sexy (laughs) I just love him but okay I love Cassian so this this one is a very explicit book right like we get obviously a lot more actual here, woo, it. scenes written here, than we do in any it of it. the other ones right like a majority wise uh-huh. and i think that like i just remember reading this the first time and being like we don't get shit until like chapter 23 like i've been here a while just be waiting for cassian you know like uh but i think that this yep. one is done really well i think she paces them out really good and the spicy scenes are phenomenal and like i just yeah. think that this is a, a bet a better transition into new adult mm-hmm. than than you know like even akawar and akamath I know we all love chapter 55 and like, Oh, that stuff's great. But I just <laughs> think that like, she does such a better job with this one, yeah. but I find it absolutely hilarious that like, it'll be Nesta's POV and she'll say something. And then the next POV would be Cassian's and it's like, you know she's like I he just don't, wants nothing to do with me like I'm looking at his face and he's like total regret and then the next scene is like oh my god I can't believe I came back quickly and like she must be so embarrassed to be around me I'm a child and it's, it's like, like it's I didn't reciprocate and I'm an asshole and but to her like, she's like I, yeah he's disgusted with me and it's like I just that that was so funny to me the whole time because it's one of those miscommunication ones where like you're like <laughs> <laughs> silly boys and it's not one of those ones that makes me like strangle people yeah. you know so I also, I really though, liked like, that <laughs> he
1: wouldn't stay and cuddle with me and he's like she's never asked me to stay and cuddle and yeah I and you're like oh it's okay. like he's not gonna do it if she's not gonna be like hey like you know this is yeah part of the consent thing right you know? oh, and, oh, so, yeah. and I, I it was so it was so great <laughs> when he's just like I guess I'll leave now and she's just like okay like and it's so like she's like he just doesn't want to stay and cuddle with me and I it's sometimes nice to cuddle and and he's like she never asked me and I don't I want to cuddle with her but she doesn't want to so I don't want to like and it's just like so like
0: I I, I love just it. I, I love, love the way that so those are written because it's so funny I feel like majority of women would think the way that that Nesta does yeah. and then it's like that's how we think right and then that's how men think and it's odd like the total opposite and the entire time you're like yeah good spicy scene here it is this is the moment where they like end up together and they're like gonna actually start you know like being more than just fuck buddies and then it's like yeah. okay bye ta-ta <laughs> like yeah. damn
1: it How I stay? I'll see you later. Yeah. and yeah
0: really I just dope. I thought those were so funny and, and like it was like every scene is like a parallel you know where he says yeah. something and she says something and I just remember like cracking up when I was reading those because I was like this is so funny that she's I like, like that. thinking this way and I, I think I think they're written pretty well there's a couple like really cringy moments in there that like make me a little uncomfortable but like it's okay
1: which ones elaborate um, which ones make you
0: cringy so the dining room table scene in theory uh, yeah. sounds festive in reality get like gives me anxiety because like first of all just what happens Azriel like almost walks in uh second of all <laughs> maybe I'm prude. I don't know (laughs) it's just one of those ones where like the way that it's described is like velvet wrapped steel I'm like "Mm, take it back that's not what I want to hear and then she's like it's so big I don't know if it's all gonna fit it's like I hope not like I just hope for you that it's not because Cassian's supposed to be uh (laughs) they've like said it um anyways i just it was like some of the descriptors were like a little much for me i was like okay we get it but also like it's gonna be okay if you have to also use your hand like he'll be all right and there's just a couple of them in there i was like i just am so uncomfortable with the fact that like there's pot roast on the table and you're like spicy scene and i was like "Ah." what if someone just like winnowed in like is that part of the appeal
1: yeah that's part of it it's the thrill of being caught yeah
0: it gives me hives like it it, like gives me anxiety the thrill of being not caught is much better for me you know (laughs) like it's it was just I was like okay and I think it's good like it's a very intimate obviously emotional scene apparently I'm a huge fucking prude but it was just like it was one of those ones where I was like there are so many better ones in here and that one was like anybody could just Come on in. Wait, <laughs>
1: yes, that's, that's the whole idea. And Azro, I love how Az is like, you were about to fuck her on the dining room. Right where I'm, I love how he just like- Yeah, like right, right where I'm eating. Right where I was going to eat. So I think I have an opinion in this matter. And I was like,
0: yeah. You're not like, wrong.
1: Like I did really like Az in this book. Like I, he was- like, I, would, I wanted more of him because he's so yeah. funny
0: in this one. He's like he's hilarious. Great. You're like, bringing in the one-liners. Yeah, anyway.
1: he's, he's freaking funny. And so I love- all the spicy scenes, I really, really enjoyed it. I liked how it was, like, there's a lot of these, like, romance books or even just, like, um even with, like, Farrah and and like, their first time, it's like, that's, like, a magical time. It was just, like, so, like, uh, and and Nessa's, like, it's just sex. Like, we're just going to bang it out. Like, I don't, even though she knows, they both know that that's it's not just sex, there's no shower sex and no cringy sex, and I was here for it. I was, like, thank god and so that i appreciate it
0: but uh the spicy scenes i was i was i was here for
1: i was yeah, that's very
0: porn. Really that's did. a big fairy porn when I was uh, it's really in there
1: i was uh, here for it. i, I yep, I'm here for it 1000%. yeah and
0: i think like i just i like their relationship and kind of how it develops and the fact that they like build a friendship on top of like mm-hmm. also you know screwing around and stuff like that and i think at some point i was i don't know i like the way that they announced that they finally set the mating bond and i like that you know, they don't call it that initially. Like she gets done with walking the stairs or whatever in winter solstice and she like accepts it and whatever, but they don't say like you accepted the mating bond and then they get in a big fight. Like I thought that was really well played out for them. It was really genuine in the way they did it. Uh, and I just lost my train of thought. Oh, I didn't like, I, I wanted it. I don't know if I wanted it sooner, but there was a lot of times where it was like hinted at, like when they go to find the harp and stuff like that, he's like, Oh, I would have known that you were, mm." you know? And it's like, whenever someone else says it too. And I was like, okay, we get it. But like Nesta and Cassian also know that they're already mates. Like they're both yeah. very aware of it. So like, we don't need to keep hinting around it. And mm-hmm. like, was it, I, I just wonder, was it a big shock for anyone? <laughs> like, no. do we like get to that point? Like it's, it's different than Feyre and Reese. I feel like, because that one was like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you
1: and know, this is, this is my question too. Cause we, I, and she says it later. Like I immediately knew. And he was like, I immediately knew. So do they immediately know? Like, do they all immediately know? I don't think so. It, I like, think it's something, yeah. depending on who you, like, if you're high Fae or not. Like, if you're, because yeah. Cassian's not high Fae. I
0: think it's, I, I think for Cassian, like, if you're Fae at all, you know. But I think when Nesta knew is because she has a, such a strong, like, will. You know what I mean? Like she's such a strong person that like she was so in tune with her emotions and stuff that she knew as soon as she met him like I I like him and not know what it was. And I like her saying, you know, when she gets pissed at him and they get that fight and she's like, "This is oh. the last of my like humanity." And you're like, yeah. that is so. Th- that conversation is just like so beautifully done, and mm-hmm. I think it was just so genuine to like the, their friendship and stuff like that. And obviously, like Cassian's gonna get pissed about it and her being like, "Okay, I have to take a step back and like tell him to go away because I'm just gonna turn into a horrible person." But I just it was like. I knew that they were mates. They knew they were mates. You knew they were mates. Like everybody knew they were mates. So I just got a little annoyed with all the like almost that we said.
1: Like, but I did like how she wraps it up and she's like, I'm not going to say that because that is the last Yeah. I am, I am, I know man and wife. I know husband and wife, you know, and but I don't know mate. And if I, if I, if I accept that, that's the last of my humanity. And I don't know if I'm, and I think, that too is like that connection to her mother that connection to her father that's her last thing you know what i mean and so and i love that that scene written and everything how so we jumped forward a bit but gonna kind of go back to the harp and the crown and the whole thing so we find out that eris's baron is aligned with b and b is aligned with i don't know what the other guy's name i can't anyways it with we're gonna
0: call him capachi right <laughs> Now I don't know how to say his name. I
1: just was like, God bless you.
0: Like, I don't know how (laughs) how, how you say his name.
1: And so, and so I like, (laughs) um, so there's this like weird alliance here and Reese basically is forcing Cassian to be a courtier, which I was like, that's kind of rude. But like, (laughs) and I love that kind of, that kind of progression of him being awkward and weird and then him kind of figuring it out and like, like learning from Nesta and her learning from him and them both like, you know, learning from each other and being able to like strengthen their relationship themselves as people and like, or Faye whatever you would call them themselves as individuals. I really loved that. Um, But how did you feel about, you know, they're like, okay, we know she's going after the dread trove. Um, Baron is her ally. They're like thinking about getting forces um let's go find the mask and you know they're I did love that Cassian did not force Nesta to scry I was very worried because Amarin was like she has a week because Amarin's a twat and so I was like (laughs) she's like she has a week and Cassian's like don't push her like I'm telling you right now don't push her like I know her like don't and she's like I don't care what you did in the bottle it you know, all this, you know, everything. And he, I was very happy that he didn't push her to scry and she did it on her own
0: and like face that fear on her own, you know, through conversations with Gwen and, you know, Emery and stuff like that. I like that the house like kind of gives her the option when she's walking down the stairs. Like I thought that was so cute and it was just like really well played out. And I appreciate all the times that Nesta was like, I have to be brave because the people in my life have been brave. And I think that that was something that like really resonated with me because I was like, there's times in my life where I feel like I have to do this because I know that like other people have been able to do it. And like, I have to push myself there because I know that it's like possible in one way or the other. And so I really liked that side note about the, 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 the bones and stones and before we get in deep into that, the, the, the bones and stones while she's at the ceremony where she scries for the harp. Um, when they're at the priestess's, like, I don't know what to call it. Worship. What's it called? Ceremony.
1: Oh, when she's at,
0: it's not a ceremony when she's like at worship or whatever, at like the end of the day. And she's like, like
1: mass or whatever. Yeah.
0: And she's like, I have bones in my body and there are stones in this. Cavern, and I was like, No, no, you're kidding. I was like, No, 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 no. She would be able to do it anywhere. Yeah, I was like, Okie dokie. She's like, I have a bone, I am bones, and I was like, Okay, I am
1: bone. This is stone. I scry
0: now. Like, no, so man logic, like, okay, Cassian sorry that one just really that one sent me a little over the edge I was like no take it back (laughs) no I loved it and I think it's cool because we brought the middle back in and I think that that's such a a a cool place on the map for us to like explore because we love the idea of the weaver cottage and this old magic and this very old like fae vibes and it gives me very um throne of glass where they uh are in tower of dawn or yeah tower of dawn and when they're in tower of dawn and they like find that old structure that's like ancient thing so it's like i yeah. love that idea of like this old magic and doing all of that the way that this whole thing goes down is chaotic to no extent and her being like i'm so cold i'm gonna get down from this tree oh my god a kelpie oh my god i'm gonna die was so she like it's
1: like cassian might be dead so i'm gonna get out of this tree like I'm gonna go just, die like, that makes no sense like
0: <laughs> <laughs> good luck ta-ta I, I love Kelpies like as a a part of like Fae lore. Like, I think they're such a cool creature to bring up and like have. And there's a lot of other books I've read that have Kelpies as like being bad guys that have them as being like water horses, et cetera, et cetera. And so I love the idea of the Kelpie. I don't like her idea of a Kelpie or that one. This part like gave me like heart palpitations, like reading that whole thing. It's very creepy. It's super cringy. The idea of like a dead bog. It's a no for me. Mm. I I don't want to participate um i i love her oh, another, uh
1: another dead marsh with me oh, pulled into the water i mean, I didn't want
0: to say it but
1: <laughs> I, well, moving on moving in an on, ancient in an ancient sort of
0: middle yeah whew, uh-huh. on the way to yeah interesting so um But I I do like her being able to, like, summon the mask. Like, that was so cool. That was such an epic thing. And I think that was another one of those scenes that, like, I could see in my head playing out. like him,
1: like, breathing into her mouth. And, oh, I was just like, I'm sweating. I'm sweating. It was so gross. All I could imagine. So, you know, snapping turtles. Have you seen a snapping turtle tongue? It literally looks like a worm. And it's how they, like, lure fish into their mouth. That's
0: all I could imagine was, like, a little worm tongue. Like... yeah I I like that part and I love that she gets you know because she's capital M made that she has all these special powers that nobody knows about um we didn't I think this happens before all of this but her idea of like uh the silver flames coming up behind her eyes and she has that dream yeah it's right before this she has that dream um of being like dragged into the cauldron and I for once Reese comes and like helps her and is like wow I didn't realize the pain she was in I love this scene I this scene and I love how Cassian's like
1: let me go like let me go and he just like he doesn't yell he doesn't scream he just says her name and it it, like you know it pulls her out it it just oh and he's like waiting there he like stayed
0: up all night i love the scene i and i love that about that reese finally gets to come in and he's like i went into her mind and like it's it's thorns and it's steel gates and she's going through so much and i never realized it and it's like nobody knows what other people are going through. Like, and I think that's the kind of the moral of this book is like, nobody knows what other people are going through and everybody's journey is different. And I think that we get that a lot. And I hope that when we get Elaine's book, like we'll get a little bit more about her journey. But I think that like, (laughs) I just, I fucking hate her. I'll probably skip it. Just kidding. (laughs) But I love that. Like Reese finally admitted that like, maybe he was wrong or like maybe she's going through more than he thinks she is. And it, it wasn't just her bad attitude. It's that like, she has some serious, traumatic experiences that have happened to her that no one else has gone through and the other person that has is like oh I I'm so
1: meh it's so frustrating to me because no one even when Cassian Cassian does like stand up for her and say say these things he's like she's going through it like she's struggling and you know he's like tries to bring this up and they're like just leave her alone and they just ignore him and he's like it really it, it, it made me laugh when she would like talk shit about Reese and he's like you don't talk about him that way and she's like fuck you like she's just
0: like yeah and I love that she finally calls them all out she's like Elaine yeah. is only loyal to the people whoever feeds her she's like a dog and I was like that's so and true she though
1: that too when in Fair's chapter that kind of pissed me off she's like yeah, yeah that was a different version of her sisters, are, are more sisters to me than even my own sisters will ever be and I was just like Uh Uh-huh. And then she's just, like, talking about how Elaine's just, like, boring and, you know, how she's talking about how, like, Nesta was, like, oh, I'm glad she's, like, finally not boring or something like that or whatever. She's, like, not boring now. And Reese is, like, I mean, I agree. And, like, but Feyre is, like, talking about how she's, like, she's, like, well, I mean, Elaine's just, like, fine. Like, I guess she can hang around me. Like, it's just, like. It's but
0: sad. we're never going to have a close relationship where we actually talk about genuine things we're just going to be like, like casual friends and or sisters because like we're forced to be i was like this is such a weird and this is why i don't like elaine because i feel like elaine yeah. doesn't know how to make like genuine friendship she doesn't know how to like be a human she's just just like there to...
1: with like reese
0: he's like that's what she's been expected to be she's been expected to be the sweet
1: one she's had she's had this expectation of you're the sweet one you're the one that keeps the peace you're you don't ever cause problems et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. and she's embodied that and now everyone's like oh you're boring and Reese is like well maybe she's not you just put her in that box and again like you were saying you don't know what people are going through you don't know like what's truly going on in their mind or what's happening so I will be interested to see what Elaine's book brings because if there's an evil Elaine I'm here for it
0: (laughs) yeah I wouldn't blame her you know she's like been on quite a journey uh, I just her, hate calling, her. her calling,
1: her calling Nesta and Farah out though, and being like, "Your trauma, like my trauma, is not yours. Like, like you can't sit here and like be annoyed over me reacting to my own trauma.
0: Like, my trauma didn't happen to
1: you; it happened to me. So, yeah, I love that.
0: I really did. Like yeah, it. I did too. And I, just, I mean, I just don't like Elaine. I just, I don't like nice people. It's too much for me. But I, I, I really liked the idea of her of Nesta." kind of falling in love with the mask and falling in love with like the power that she has and being like this is really tantalizing like not feeling anything and you know being apart from everybody else and like being different and and her kind of realizing that like she has power and and she like feels it for the first time when she comes up out of the bog or what have you let's talk about the pegasus you know like we just can't not Ugh. <laughs> i just love helion like he's so funny he's-
1: so extra and so I so extra
0: so much I love him so much and I still love that Ness is like like she just yeah and and they're like I don't think anyone's ever rejected him I'm like oh no she's rejected a lot of people (laughs) She's twice I I just I can't handle him he's so extra and I hope that we get more like creature lore in the next few books and like mentions of that but it's like, oh, that's so sad. There's not, like not that many Pegasus left and like Amaranthic killed not some of them. And...
1: <laughs> They're just so I just, cute. Like, picture, I picture like from, what is it? Clash uh, of the Titans, the Pegasus. From yep. That like, yeah. That's, yep, what,
0: that's I what I was thinking.
1: Picture. Yeah, I really, I love that imagery. I love how he's like, he wanted to come in in this like big fancy
0: like, parade.
1: Yeah, like like four horse chariot.
0: <laughs> <of his> Pegasus. <laughs> like, I love that. I, love uh, that I so like much. them too. What did you think of Nesta's relationship with her mom and how all that was portrayed? I love that.
1: I love that insight into not her mom, but I love the insight into Nesta and like that background because you don't get that with Feyre, like you mm-hmm. never got that. And so I loved how because most well, her mom pretty much ignored Feyre, but like Nesta was like her like pet, right? Yeah. And so and Nesta realizing that it just like she quite literally turned her mother turned her into a weapon in, of a different sort, you know, not, you know, and so it was just like, oh, it was so sad too. And it was just like, her mom is just so terrible.
0: And it just made me sad, but. I think yeah, her I mean, mom yeah. has a bigger part in this than her dad ever did. So there's that. I, I just feel like her relationship with her mom is like crazy toxic. And there's a couple yeah. of things in here that I'm like, not only does that explain how Nesta is, but also felt like a little much for me uh the the dancing for one was just like (laughs) I'm not convinced (laughs) but I did love Elaine's story about her being like she was just so good at being manipulative and like getting what she wanted and she was so aware of herself that you know she literally had a duke propose to her after two dances and I I love that because I feel like we finally get to see like who Nesta was when she was younger and then they're finally like oh wait that might be why she is the way that she is like makes the decisions that she does is because she was raised to be a wolf you know mm-hmm. I, I loved, loved how
1: i love that cassian was like she was raised to be a wolf and then that wolf was caged and that's what happens when a caged animal they snap and they bite and i was like yeah
0: that is called symbolism yep. <laughs> <laughs> big love words that. cassian I,
1: was like, oh, I love you cassian i love you so much and so yeah so she you know kills the kelpie they find the mask and there's like all this temptation how did you you know she's able to like Helion's like, okay, I'll tell you how to unlock it. She's like, I don't want to know. Like, I don't want to know how to unlock it because it's too much of a temptation to like know these things. And so he like tells Reese, and I love that self awareness that she has of like, yeah, I'm not gonna act all tough and be like, oh, I can handle it. She's like, no, like I'm no, like I don't. Please I don't. don't. I I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah. How did you feel about all the? You know, this is also a huge part of it is the the training, the the you know the um kind of (laughs) the reincarnation of the Valkyries and um you know that whole them training and more priestesses coming and I love when like Gwen first shows up and she's like yeah she's in like her heavy robes and then eventually she's in like the leathers and
0: I just I love that. How did you feel about all of that? Um I don't know if I'm dumb or not. So I'll just preface it with that. When we talked about hanging the ribbon and cutting it in half. I was thinking the the first time I read this, I was thinking like in half and I was like, no wonder they can't cut it. That sounds so hard. That sounds too difficult. So if, since you guys can't see my hand gestures in half, like, yeah, I was thinking originally I was thinking like up the middle, like they were going to cut a ribbon, like up in half and like slice it that way. But like in reality, they're, they're like Mulan style. Like she chops off her hair cutting the ribbon so uh for me initially i was like wow impressive um uh, the second time i read it i realized you know i have a brain in my head and that it was it made more sense because i was like that's so silly what a silly thing to do they'll never be able to do that um i i loved it i think it was so cool i i don't like yeah. that this is sort of lore that's taken from it, it's like directly taken from it but we do love valkyrie right like we get this in yeah. thor ragnarok we get this in like tons of norse mythology and all that kind of stuff so i love the idea of like female warriors and like this I, you know, these, these yeah. ultimate fighters and all that kind of stuff. And I like that we get kind of a glimpse into Cassian's past that he, you know, liked a Valkyrie or, you know, had a Valkyrie girlfriend, I guess we'll call it that. Um, and, and just them bringing back the training techniques and, and realizing that like the Illyrians aren't the ultimate. And I appreciate that. And I thought that it was so beautifully done. And it was just like, Ugh. the priestesses are like coming out of the shell and getting this opportunity to like, feel powerful again. And Nesta being like, I've gone through trauma. No, it's not the same as you guys. And I, and I recognize that. And I appreciate that. Like you guys recognize that I haven't gone through that, but I'm here to show you that like, I never want to be powerless again. I never want to feel this way. And and the way that she connects with all of them and, and their friendship is just so beautiful. And I love how their progression goes from, you know, her learning a couple of things to, you know, Emery coming in and Gwen coming in and the three of them really learning. And then all these other girls coming and then they learn how to like fight as a unit. And it's like, oh, that's just so cute and beautiful. And I think it was really well done. And the man the, the idea of the manuscript and like them getting written in there, like, brought me to tears if I had any you know if I cried as a person I would have cried over that
1: favorite scene in the entire book is when they get through the course right and in like none of the other priestesses are there and like Nessa didn't know why like I love how Nessa and, and Emery didn't know why but Gwen did and this is also Cass going to Gwen and saying there's going to be other men there are you comfortable coming here like if not that's fine and I love that so Gwen knew and they get through the course and they finish it and she looks at as and she's like so that's why they're here and they're like yeah you just finished the qualifier for the the blood right congratulations and like all of the like Illyrian generals are like chilling up there and they're angry he, she's like we could take the blood right if we wanted he's like yeah you could do it and she's like well she's like she's like and you could be an Illyrian like considered an Illyrian warrior she's like She's like, that's all right. I'd rather be a Valkyrie. And I was like, yeah. Like, I just love that. I love how Nessa was like, no, I'm good. I'd rather be a Valkyrie anyways. And I was just like, chef's kiss. Like,
0: so question since like, I know you've seen a few spoilers, but prior to going into this, but not a ton were you shocked by the hunger game style twist of them ending up in the blood right like was that I was not i figured
1: okay. they would somehow end up there whether it was by their choice or not um oh when yeah i figured it was that was going to happen because it's like why do the whole course and like piss everyone off
0: like why not and it's so close to the blood right like it was i just, have like no critical thinking skills I, I didn't see that coming up for a mile off i was like <gasps> no way oh, so <laughs>
1: Cassian in this moment like so bad for him because he's just like he literally cannot do anything like none of them can and he's like it's been four days like he's like panicking right and I just yeah this is part of the it, chaos that ensues in the last like 200 pages but yeah how sorry that's kind I of skipping well, ahead I just
0: wanted to ask while we were on the subject of the Valkyrie like what your thoughts were there
1: I, yeah, I wasn't super You predicted surprised. that, okay. All right, all um, right, all right. How did, how did you feel about, uh, you know, we're gonna go back to her, like, her sight at the, at the, like, what is it, mass? I We're gonna call it mass, because it's yeah. kind of, like mass for, for them, but the priestess is, like, prayer time, I guess. And her, like, going into this, like, trance and finding the heart, that was an intense scene when she, when her and Cassian go to find the heart,
0: like, so I think the imagery is really well done when she's at mass before we, before we get to okay. that though,
1: we have to talk about the, the weapons. We have oh to talk God. about the blacksmith,
0: the weapons. <laughs> I forgot about that part. Yeah. So she, so. They skip out on another Valkyrie training day and Nesta finally decides to like go down to the blacksmith. Right. And she ends up at this blacksmith and I love that this is still continuously brought up. So we were reminded that like Nesta has issues that she still needs to resolve about the fire and her being like, can we move back and like go to a different room? So like, I I do love that because I feel like sometimes we get into these books where they'll mention something that's traumatic or triggering, and then it's never brought up again, or it's like not resolved. So it's like, I I really did like that. And I loved her meditation throughout and, and keeping with the theme that, you know, she was healing. So I loved, loved that. And she goes and makes these blades. And I think at the time I was reading, I was like, this is really cool that she's like making these, but then you come to find out that these were capital M made blades I was like, that's kind of not where I thought that was going to go, I guess. And, you know, they're like cursed or whatever, full of instilled with all this power and magic. And then we get another scene, we get another scene with the inner circle and they're kind of chatting this through. I know you have some feelings about this. I was very annoyed with how this was handled and it felt just kind of silly to me. I was like, okay, so here we go. Oh, Nest has done another thing they don't like. And here she goes making blades <laughs> Ooh. She, it is so unknowingly.
1: And yeah. that's the problem. She doesn't know. And they don't tell her and that's why she
0: gets pissed off and i totally yep. agree i do too i, I this I was handled is. so poorly and Cassie's like i'll do it when the time is right which understandable that he doesn't want to tell her straight away but the fact that like reese and amran are like we don't want to do it and then they're like well i guess we have to take it to a vote because it's like yes you do because it's not just your opinion is the ultimate and you get to make all the decisions for other people in the your fact, life so that like really pissed me that off they took it to a vote in the first place was ridiculous they're just they
1: have such low opinion they and it makes me so mad that they have such a low opinion of Nesta. She has never, she has never done anything to give them the indication that she would like go to the dark side, right? Like she has never done anything. She's never hurt anyone. She's never done any of that. She's obviously been mean, but like, she's never been like, I'm going to kill you all. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, or
0: that she would her take her, be, like,
1: unleash her power She's going to use, she would use these, these weapons to just like, take over the universe and i'm just like fuck all of you over it and even cassie was like what are you even talking about like are you serious like she would never do that and so it's just like so and it's also them just like it makes me mad because Reese is like you need to be a quarter and you need to take on all this more like additional responsibility but i'm not going to listen to a word you say when it comes to nesta the one person that you know better than you know what i mean like just like that that that, like he's trying
0: he's trying with her and he's training with her and he's, he's like the trying only to one that is. yeah Women
1: as are the only ones that are
0: i didn't like when they have lucian show up and like do a progress report and she was like and Faye was like well we just wanted someone who's like hasn't seen her in a while just to see how she's doing and it's like again you guys talk about how much you don't trust don't lucian her. yeah exactly you don't trust lucian you don't trust his opinions but he's allowed to come in and be like whenever you need him like a pawn i was like the, the inner circle just pisses me off in general in this whole thing I so was very
1: happy we didn't have a lot of them I agree. Other than like Cassie and Anas, like I could,
0: the rest could. that as like a group, like collectively, as the inner circle, is just like, can you not? So I don't know. I just thought that. So then she like scribes for the harp on accident, in this wow. like mass. I, this was was it not comical? I thought it was just so funny to me. I was like, you're joking. Like this is not. There's no way. She's like, well, I have a bone. <laughs> yeah, that was just like very strange
1: to me. You know, she finds the harp. It's under the prison. How did you feel about? (laughs) We're going back to the weapons, though, for for like a second. When he does reveal, he's like, "So, what would you name a sword?" And he's it's such a boy thing. Like, (laughs) and he's like, "That was dumb." I admit that was really stupid.
0: Like, he was just yeah. He's like, "I'm well aware. I made a mistake. Mistakes have been made. Just now, I made
1: a mistake, and I totally understand." Where she's like, "You had to take it to a vote." Like the fact that you had to vote. She's like, "Who voted against me?" And he tells it. You know, Reese and Amarin, and she like loses her shit on Amryn, right like she goes down the stairs right this is the first time yeah. she makes goes it to down the, the stairs bottom and she busts into Amryn's condo or whatever and is like fuck you very much like you know and that's a whole thing and then this is where she reveals to Farah, because Farah shows up and she's like everyone's panicking what's going on like you know what i mean and so this is where she reveals to Farah that her child has wings and well Feyre knows that her child has wings and the presidency and the delivery is going to be complicated but everyone has kept it from her that she's probably going to die like she's like a a 99% chance that she's going to die giving birth to her child and no one has told her this and it literally enrages me that like Amarin's like shut your mouth and I'm like fuck you Amarin like, I, I did love, though, that Nesta was just very, like, like she told her, and she she felt bad about hurting Feyre, but she did not feel bad about telling her the truth of what she needed to know, which I agree. Like, the delivery was not great. Like, it was out of anger, and it was not great, and I understand that that's, like, that was not okay. Feyre had every right to know, like, what this is, again, the whole gaslighting, like, she doesn't need to know. I'm not gonna take her joy away
0: yeah, they're like, stress isn't good for the baby. I have two thoughts. This whole place has like electricity and like running mm-hmm. water and uh, and all this technology and all these things. But like, you guys can't like figure out a C-section or like speakers. That like really bothers me. It's just like, I, I get it. I understand like the theatrics and the drama and all this, but this is another thing where they're all lying because Feyre realizes as Nesta says it, like, okay, I might die. Oh shit. That means that like Reese is going to die. You know what I mean? And then she's like, my- partner, my mate, my husband has been lying to me for the last six months of my life. And I, I was just oblivious to it. And everyone around me knew, which is exactly what happened when they were mates. And it's like, you were pissed at him then. Like, but this time she was like, I understand where you're coming from, sweetie. So sorry. And just like gets over it. And it's like, Farah, like they're literally gaslighting you. This is the definition of gaslighting is like them promising you happy wishes and good thoughts. And like, turns out you're gonna die. It's just that scene really made me mad. This is the part where I think I, I know that you like this more, but like this really pissed me off in the way that this was handled that like, you know, she does all of that and they pick her up and then they're like, we're going to go on a hike. And Asriel's got your pack packed. And here we go on this hike of this self-discovery journey. And I was like, first of all, fuck off. Second of all, none of your business, how that was handled. Their family, you guys are not, I know as much as you like to act like you are, you're still a found family. You're not an actual family third this well, is gambling thing. with someone's life
1: and they're they like do.
0: nesta's the bad guy i'm like are you fucking kidding me so with sorry Farah
1: being like my family and she's like so i'm not your family like right. Farah is just like you know and nesta calls her on nesta calls people on stuff and they don't like that like we talked yep. about this like she calls them on their shit and you know like i said she the delivery could have been better she shouldn't have told her that way but she she had every right to know what was going on and what the risk was. I mean that's it. Anyways, and so
0: I just that whole hype a, thing really Mrs. made me mad. Like,
1: she better get out of here or I'm gonna kill her. Yeah, because you're mad because you got found out. Right. Like you're not mad. Like it's so. Because someone like called you
0: out on your bullshit and like. And it, it may be mad too, because Feyre like, I understand she's like doing it in a nice way and, or not a nice way. Like, I understand she's doing it because she cares about me. And she feels like she was wronged in not being told about the weapons in the same way that like, I'm being wronged by not being told that like, I'm going to die in pregnancy and stuff like that. So it's like, if Feyre can understand where she's coming from, why is it that Reese gets to act like the child? And then, there, and she's like, you know, secretly he's happy that you're still gone. But the hike thing really pissed me off. Like, I understand that Cassian has to do what like Reese tells him and stuff but he was such a dick during the beginning of that part where he was like well she kind of deserves it it's like no no like I understand what you're saying like yeah, later and on he gets, and he's and like he
1: he takes several seats because yep. then he realizes how serious Nesta is like her how, like self-loathing isn't like three yeah. days into it when
0: she hasn't like said anything and he's like you know I took her here because I know people go on a journey of self discovery but three pages ago you were like she deserves this punishment she deserves to hike 60 miles and not drink any water it was like are you fucking kidding me?
1: He, he realizes it unconsciously that he's like, maybe I unconsciously took her here because it's like a place of like discovery and the magic and the mountains are kind of have this magic feel to it. But he's like, initially I was angry. He like talks about, he's like, initially again, this is him learning. This is him learning. I don't, I'm not, I don't forgive him.
0: I don't forgive him for that. That like, I don't really piss me off. I was like, are you joking?
1: He immediately took Reese's side on this. Like, no Mm-mm. and then but i did like that he got he kind of got put in his place when yeah. she's like he's like you know you might fall over the edge like be careful or whatever and like that you know her thought of like good and him realizing like oh this is this is this is really serious like this is scary serious like this is well life and like or death not only for Farah but for yeah Vanessa.
0: and like reese and stuff too it's like reese is gonna die too and and he didn't tell any of you that you know, like, he didn't tell you that he had that bargain with Feyre and let yeah, you guys just walk whole, around like, blind. And they're like, it's okay, be- Reese. We get it. It's okay. It's like, is it okay? It's not okay. Sorry. Right.
1: Well, yeah. And he's the high Lord. There's no heir. Everything would be thrown into chaos.
0: Who's going to take over? Asriel? No.
1: Who's going to take care of the kid? Also, like, if well, the, the kid's survived, not going to survive, they're all going to die. No, but the <sighs> thing is, if the baby survived yep. and Feyre died, both Feyre and Reese would be, Elaine. would be gone and he would have no he would have no parents like it's just that the whole the whole bargain thing threw me but anyway not through me but it just like sent me a little bit but and then you've got like everyone's like oh it's fine Reese you just like it's fine you just like gaslit us and made us feel guilty for not telling her and not being up front with her again with the gaslighting bullshit and then
0: it's just like and then they're punishing her like just the punishment of the hike I get it was a hike like a journey of self-discovery and like we needed to have this moment of her like breaking down and and like admitting all the things that were you know, bothering her and that we wrong and her like working through this. And, and that was very emotional, but like the beginning of this, I was so angry. I was like, you know what, Nesta, me too. I would never speak again. It's fine. I would just take a vow of silence yeah. forever because uh, <laughs> fuck these people, <laughs> they don't deserve any of my words. You know, like I was just so mad and I was so mad at Cassie. And then I was like, I don't forgive you. Like, I don't care what happens next. I don't forgive you.
1: Yeah. Dick. <laughs> I, I, I,
0: again, I think this is another
1: instance of him like learning from his mistakes and realizing that maybe this is, I feel like this book too, is definitely a process of him realizing that Reese isn't, isn't as brilliant and all wise and all knowing as, as he thinks he is. And it's definitely, it starts in the beginning of it. He's like, you don't talk about Reese that way to the end where he's like calling Reese out on his crap. And so, and I really appreciate that journey too. And then like and it also, you know, puts into context why he didn't want to become high king because he might be dead in a couple months. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm not going to do this because I could probably be dead and it literally, there's no point in
0: starting this if I'm going to be dead. And I get that like, he's the most powerful high lord in, in like a millennia or ever, or what have you. And probably like the least narcissistic of all of the high lords. Like he's probably the like most unself involved, like himself specifically. Yes, he cares like a little too much about the people around him, but like, I, would I don't say think- I Tarquin is probably- You think so? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. But so it's yeah, like, I get why they like, yeah. he would make sense as a high King. Cause he's like super powerful. And he's also not like that self-involved as like Helion and like really Baron. And Kalias. obviously yeah. Callias, like they're very into like how powerful they are. And he, he's not um, he as sh- like, he's super showy, but I don't think he's as selfish as them. So it's like, I kind of understand that, but yeah, it was just like, what a weird thing to throw in there. And I, I think that's just foreshadowing for like, what's going to mm-hmm. happen next um, and how, like, all of these worlds connect, and, and all that kind of stuff, but I was, like, this guy's just, I just, the more we, like, talk about it, the more I just, like, <laughs> I just hate it so much. Yeah, yeah, so much.
1: I, 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 I don't like Reese at all, like, I kind of hate Reese, but that's, you know, we've, <laughs> we've, we could, we could, we could do five episodes on why I hate Reese, but, um, you know, and so they go on this, like, hike of discovery, and she kind of breaks down, and he's there for her, and, you know, listens to her, and, you know, actually listens to her and um then they kind of train and bang it out a little while and then they come back which like i mean i'm here for that and so they come back and then they go and search for the harp yes and this scene was intense this whole like it was a little confusing i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. they like, like down the- to the depths and then there's this secret door
0: um And, like, the visions she she gets before of, like, people being trapped in the stones. I'm like, is that the stones in the prison? Or was that, like, a different stone? Like, where are those people? They're still in the stones? Does no one, like, care about them? You know, like, check in? It's like Wall of China
1: style. (laughs) Great Wall of China, like. Yeah. (laughs) Or, like, Han Solo.
0: That's how I picture it. (laughs) Yeah, same. And then we get the Shadow Wraith curmudgeon creature who, like, broke himself out in another that's that's another one i don't remember his name but i just i know it starts with an l
1: so l the one that like
0: yeah Um... that's
1: cassian how Hmm. so uh you learned about the wild hunt
0: just have some thoughts about this
1: i have many thoughts about this because this is quite literally the exact same thing from the witcher the exact same thing
0: so the wild hunt is like yeah that one was it was sort of a weird detail that i didn't remember when i first read it initially and like the wild hunt is like very common i think in very folklore like as an entity, but we never get a description of like what it is. And I feel like it's one of those things that could be explored. And I hope that like going forward, it is because I think it's a cool idea. uh, And I wish that like more people would talk about it. Cause they, I think that's like such an awesome thing, right? Like not awesome, but they're like a good villain, right? Like they're a good pure evil right and not in a malicious sort of like they don't have an agenda they're just in it to destroy you know and yeah. we get this idea of him but it was just weird to me because i was like the wild hunt like that i know of is like fairies that go in battlefields and like kill off all the dead and incite chaos and they're basically like bedlam incarnate uh, but this guy is like a wraith of some you know like he's like a, a smoke monster this is a good fight scene. I think it's done pretty well. Uh, I like the idea of him, you know, like the of, of the power of that they could have. Object And them not knowing what it is. Ooh, yeah, we love that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really liked this, uh, I don't know, flash forward scene or like that, that he like holds her hand and it's like what you could be and all that kind of stuff. And I hate yeah. that we don't get that from Nesta. Like I'm really into like a, a wicked queen yeah. villain origin story. Maybe it'll be a lane. Vibe. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it will be a lane. And then she's like, this is Amphithecus. I don't know how to say her sword's name. Uh, Ataraxia. Uh, Ataraxia. There's a lot of Axias in this book. Yeah. And then she like hits him with that. And he's like, don't touch me. And then she's like, that's not Nobu, nor, but I don't know what the name of the other sword is. I don't know what I'm saying. Noribana i just i was so confused about these sword the sword situation where they were like it was just thrown in the ocean it's destroyed it's like well first of all it is just it's lurking in there somewhere guys yeah, that's
1: what reese says uh yeah just wait for another terrible being at the bottom of the ocean to pick up this sword
0: yeah i was like um mermaids are real so just yeah. a thought and um, okay and i was like that's not the same as destroyed like throwing in the ocean's not the same it's not the same so that made me like lol
1: this doom and toss her in like
0: yeah like it didn't lava it's not Not gone, gone. Um, it's definitely somewhere, and it's gonna come back. And I think that's why they talk about it. But yeah, I thought it was really funny. I wish we would have gotten the name of the sword, like the the meaning of the name of the sword, a little bit earlier on because it was one of those ones that like irked me that I didn't know what it meant until the very end. Yeah, and I was like, okay, but what does it mean? So like park bench, like yeah, is (laughs) (laughs) is it like chicken taco? Is that why it's funny? You know, like I'm just curious yeah <laughs> is it mind-stilling just
1: kidding. yeah
0: I just... <laughs> meditation I really need there's just I think this is like making me sweat for no reason whatsoever there's just so many things that are interconnected and like I don't know if I, I just want to know if this is fan theory or if it's like confirmed that the these three series are going to overlap like that's what I want to know because I feel like there's so many things that I read it and I'm like ooh, interesting
1: I can see interesting Again, I have- I have not read Crescent City, so I don't know. But of the two that I've read, so Throne of Glass and Akatar, I can see those two connecting because they talk about the different realms atop each other and they talk about a lot of the characters are similar, like the vogue esque dark air or whatever, you know what I mean? And so that's how I picture it. Like I can see that and then talking about being in different dimensions and taking over worlds and like that's what they essentially do. Like and, this and uh,
0: this Throne illustrious Glass, continent. So
1: yeah and so that's I can see those two again I have not read Crescent City yet
0: so maybe there will be connections but anyways yeah I I think I'm like hunting for those things and I'm like wait I want to know when that's going to come out when they all connect because I feel like there's so many questions that I have about these like side characters right like the dread trove and like where that came from and then you know like what the hell is Amren and this like death god and all the things that he like brings up in that conversation it's like I just have more questions now Mm -hmm. you know what I mean
1: yeah, and so she ends up they end up killing said death god who is allegedly uh-huh. immortal with the maid, what with a, 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 a Ataraxia or whatever. A, um, they're kind of shooked because they're like, oh, he was not supposed to die, but he he's he's dead. So that's information to store away for later. Um, <laughs> so they you know they leave and Cassian's like hurt, and they come back and it's like a whole dramatic thing and then and then they talk about the ball so the next big thing that happens is the ball and for winter solstice and we get another winter solstice moment which this is a better winter solstice moment than the last acafast for sure but um how did you feel about this ball and her having to dance with eris and all that
0: fun stuff gag me i'm just never convinced that like some girl dancing is, I, I get it more when it happens, like when she dances with him and he's like, wow, she's like really beautiful. And you know, she's obviously so in tune that she's so wonderful or whatever. Like, she's just such a great dancer. So him seeing, like finally seeing what opportunities he has within like the night court and all that kind of stuff. Uh, But the buildup to it where it's like, we you gotta seduce it you gotta snare him put him in that spell trap him in there i was like shut up there's just literally no fucking way that like this is how this is gonna go down and it, of course it's exactly how it goes down and it's just so perfect and wonderful and it's Very just, dramatic. eris is just convinced and i was like <laughs> i'm just, i hate it here I did love that Cassian (laughs) took dance lessons so that he could dance. Yeah, but I love that part. And I like that Eris recognizes her for what she is. Like, he's like, you're a viper. I'm a viper. You're underused in the night court, blah, blah, blah. But the description of Elaine wearing black and it just outwearing her was like, made me want to bang my head against the wall. I was like, there are times where Elaine doesn't have to be the most beautiful. And to me, like, she's just not like, I don't imagine her as very pretty, which I know she is. And they like say it, but I just, I'm not convinced.
1: I love I love how everything about Elaine is her looks what she looks like
0: how yep. sweet she is and just it's
1: very she's um, like the, Elaine, she has
0: the emotional the, capacity of a kiddie pool
1: they I think they make her that way they again you said put her in that box of like she is the perfect female she's quiet and demure and doesn't like talk back and is just so beautiful at all times and just like I don't believe just, you so sweet I don't think she is though and I think we're gonna I think we're gonna see that and I hope that she I hope she's mean so the three of them
0: the three of them remind me of Cinderella and the ugly stepsisters like, Nesta and Elaine reminded me of the ugly stepsisters. And I, like, can't get over that. Because in my head, that's what that they look like. And um, Nesta is, like, the the one in pink. And green. she's the one in green. So, like, I just can't get that out of my head. Like, I just, I don't believe you that they're, like, pretty. Like, I know that they're supposed to be. But, like, Elaine to me just seems really mousy. And. Yeah. It, it's
1: not,
0: I don't, like, I don't, I don't that's not an accurate depiction. A... But that's, like, how I picture them. What?
1: No, I, I understand. I, I don't picture Elaine being, like, this gorgeous i don't know, maybe
0: it's just my own fucked up. but do you mind. from ever after like- she reminds me of the chicks from ever after like that <laughs> version of cinderella you know where the one is like nice to her but she but still like what's her face is like having to deal with all this stuff on her own and that girl's yeah. like kind of she's like pretty but she's not like the prettiest like her sister is and her sister yeah. reminds me of Nesta. like that's what it feels like to me is very ever after cinderella yeah. like style but i i liked her her interactions with Eris. I think it's really good. I love Eris. I think he's such, such a dynamic character that's underrated and unexplored. And I know he's going to come up in the other books, but I love that, like that everybody thinks so lowly of him and like, just thinks the worst of him. And he's like, suckers. I'm right. I knew more than you guys did. And like, I also came out on top trying to help you guys. And they're just so mean to him. And it's like, I loved his character and I loved him being resilient. And then
1: he is the, the female version of Nesta.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and like all the things that he does. Male ver- I'm
1: sorry. He is the male version of Nesta, not the female yeah. version.
0: <laughs> I, I liked it. I love that Cassian interrupts. I was like, yeah, yeah. You she's know. Like, Are you jealous? And
1: he's
0: like, yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, gotta share, Eris. So sorry. Toodaloo. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it was so good. I just liked it so much. And, you know, I thought that this, there, his winter solstice gift to her was like, so precious I just oh love gosh, it, it so was much so
1: he's again too pure for this world he's just too he pure for this world so much like he just it's so beautiful and i love it he's like yeah and like he's she's like how did you get the crowd drowned out and he's like i actually went back and made them play it all and then some other ones that i knew you would really like and then i went to your taverns that you went to and made them play music because i knew you really liked the music and i was just like, <laughs> and then she's like take it back and i was like no stop <laughs>
0: you can't like, take cries, that shit back she's
1: just like cries and single like that was just my like
0: oh i love it so much and i like that her and Az, like their relationship at winter solstice the actual celebration is so yeah. beautiful and Ugh. he like gets her a book light and you're like oh just you, you you guys are just
1: so cute <laughs> I, I love don't... them so she like walks with him she's like are you okay and he's like no and she's like okay well let me know if you need anything like i'm here like i get it like and it was just like oh i'm just i love them so nesta and as like, their friendship is just oh uh, it's so good and yeah so, it's great you know she he gets her this gift and she's like i can't accept this and she's like i'm gonna marry eris and he's like come again <laughs> and she's like i'm gonna marry eris and he's like are you though and she's like but i am and then it comes out she's like i'm marrying him because i deserve him i don't deserve you you are too good for me and i recognize that everyone knows it everyone's too good for us is, all oh cassie so much but this is also how everyone makes her feel Amryn, reese except for as like everyone
0: has made her feel like she is less than and would never ever deserve happiness and would this is like all that happy. she can contribute to the court would be like marrying Eris. and it's like well yeah. it's up to you but think about all the things you haven't done you know like think about what you haven't done for this court and what you've used us for and like what you've taken from us so like this is kind of the least you can do but it's your choice. It's again, again, with the choices. like, is it really a choice if you're not giving me any other options? No. I love how she, Oh, this, okay. Speaking of choice, the
1: very beginning when she goes, do I have a choice? And Reese goes, you always have a choice here. I'm like, does she though? Does she? Does anyone have a fucking choice here? Like I was, you took away the only choice she ever made getting her own place somewhere that she wanted to be. And you took that fucking away from her. So no, she doesn't have a fucking choice. They like, get no slices. Just, uh, I, anyways, that that's
0: it. That that yeah, I it. I remember reading that line, being like, mm, mm-mm. Does she have a choice? And they were like, you okay. could just get thrown back to the human lands. I was like, that's not really a choice. That's not
1: really a choice, is it? Is it now? And so, <laughs> but anyways, so you know, she's like, I deserve heiress I he's he's bad. I'm bad. I'm a terrible he- like person. And blah 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 blah. And then they have a very. And then like Cassian's just like. Heartbroken for her. He's just like, but I love you so much and you're just like actually really great. And like you don't see that and it breaks my heart. And I was just like, oh ah! and then they have like a really like sweet, spicy scene, and I was like, here for it. And then um yeah, it was oh that scene just like
0: Yeah, I liked the mating bond scene. I thought it was really good. I think it was it wasn't overdone either. It was like you knew it was happening, but you like love them so much for it, and you like that they didn't recognize it until later. And that, like we said before, it's it's a very genuine development for the two of them. It's a very genuine like um, relationship building for them, and I, I just loved it so much. And then and then I forgot what happens. Genuinely forgot what happened. Their fight.
1: They go to Star. What's ball. next? And then they, yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. So then then we get in this big fight. They're okay. Oh, this is. I had a thought earlier. Now I remember it. So the bargain thing um you you make a bargain you get a tattoo which sounds festive but I have a question I have a question um you make a bargain you get a tattoo so I don't know I don't know if it's because all of Feyre's bargains are like forever bargains but she makes a bargain with Braxis and says come to the war and it's never mentioned that like once he comes it's gone you know what I mean so So, it's not
1: because she hasn't fulfilled her end of the bargain
0: which was what which getting was him up uh, to
1: him and providing a window
0: yeah so that's why
1: because mm-hmm. he hasn't because she heart
0: hasn't gotten heart. him back yet yeah, okay because he's
1: not in the library anymore so i can't necessarily like read to him or like her life story or build a window so yeah yeah just get on that
0: so that i was thinking that but i wasn't sure i was like how does that work like and then the other one when he like breaks the bond it's because he broke the bond that's why the tattoo goes away on yeah. the other hand okay mm-hmm. All right. I just had to think. I have no critical thinking skills, guys. So I just was like, um, I don't understand how it just goes away. Cause that's like kind of a bummer. I love the fan art of that tattoo and I yeah. would be like really sad if that all just went away. And then, so we get Starfall. So there's a couple other things I think that happen, And then we go to the Starfall party and she walks all the way down to the bottom of the stairs and walks back up. And What I did think you feel about her freaking, her apology to Amryn. Listen, Starfall was rough. I like that this is essentially the part where we feel like Nesta has, has healed, right? we've done the mind-stilling, we've, like, had some good thoughts, um, she comes out and realizes there's, like, beauty in the world, and I thought that was beautifully done, right, Mm -hmm. we feel this for her, we feel for Nesta, like, we've all made it through 567 pages, and here we are, I, I didn't love that she, like, gets on her knees and, like, apologizes to Amron, because at one point, like, I understand that she was a bad friend, and, like, she made some really harsh comments, but, Ameren and the, and the maid thing really pissed me off. And I don't think that she like deserves that full apology of her being like, I was such an awful friend. It's like, Amron was also not the best friend. Like it's, it's called like forgiving people. And she says the line, like, keep reaching out your hand, but like Ameren stops reaching out her hand and tells Cassie to do it for her. And I'm like, I understand that this is like, you know, one of the steps of healing is, uh, is apologizing, right. Is forgiving people and all that kind of stuff. But it, it wasn't like, it's a nice scene it's written well but i don't think amber deserved it no
1: nope. what about you i agree i agree with you <laughs> i just
0: yeah i was like but i did, i want to go to a starfall party like where do i get one of those you know where do i go with the the, the star lights and the glitter can we can we one of those planned somebody come up with that <laughs> i'd like to be showered and yeah. glitter okay uh i like that and i like that she decides to do the stairs right like that's been a theme the whole time it's it made me nauseous a few times. But I like that she goes all the way to the bottom and then she's like, I could go to a seedy tavern and like do whatever I want to do with my life, but like I'm going to go back home to the home I made. <laughs> and Amber tells her she made the house and it's so cute and I could die.
1: This I just love they, the house. Yeah. Sorry. I just, I always oh, forgot
0: to talk about the sleepover. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, that's, that was in between that, right? So that was in between winter solstice. That was the next thing that happened, was the sleepover. So basically, Nesta's like, missing her mans and she's like I need friends and so Emery and Gwen come over and they're like we're gonna have a read in which I mean goals because the house is one of the girls and he's just like having fun
0: and I just I want to be part of that book club guys like it's just so cute I love that and I like that the next scene after that you know they have this heart to heart they have this fun sleepover and then they like finally cut the ribbon in half and you know they become full Valkyries and and tying the ribbon around their head and all that kind of stuff like I just thought that scene was like really well written and like I just love them so much and like your friend their friendship makes me want that kind of like friendship not that I don't have it but it's I like I love the like Cassian and As being
1: like this is a very important moment like things yeah have things have changed like
0: this is pivotal. we've like created yeah. a monster
1: oh I love it I, I freaking I'm absolutely I love that love that love that so
0: yeah, and I I do like the Starfall Party. I like that they sort of, sort of slowly integrate her back into the inner circle, and yeah. she does apologize for those things. And like when Amron says the house is made, I was like <laughs> heart break in half, and like also yeah. fill up because it was just also, so cute. Like the house just is so full. Solstice,
1: the house is Winter Solstice gift to her. Oh my gosh, like-
0: she's like follow my dead Christmas tree droppings. <laughs> and meet me at the bottom and I was like oh it's so cute and sad all at the same
1: time she's like yeah and she's like well there's darkness in you too and it's okay and like we're all like in it together and like we'll like keep the darkness at bay together and I was just like
0: (laughs) yeah can I come over um yeah and then they get to a big fight and Nessa says I want human things and I want to feel my human feelings and I'm sorry that it's hard for me to admit that like you're my mate (laughs)
1: My, i'm not gonna say it and he's like say it say it and then he get and then he says the one thing that this this pissed me off and he's like and i'm shackled to you and i was like wrong thing to say cassian and
0: he immediately regrets that he's like he's what he's like oh and she's like oh ball and chain huh oh the old ball and chain yes, cassian like, yep. <laughs> and, she, and then she realizes she's
1: like i could say something very terrible to him and say horrible things and rip him down and rip him to shreds but i won't i'm gonna step away when she used like uses a bargain or whatever go away like go to the doghouse like you're done
0: but she did it's, a good job wording it she's like until I talk to you or a week from now yeah and and I like that set up there and that we get more again that comes and sort of takes a disgruntled female who's not ready to accept that like her mate lied to her about the mating bond and like yep. winnows her yep. away to somewhere else she's like don't worry girl I got you she's like ends yeah. up in Windhaven <laughs> yep <laughs>
1: I love that she goes to Emery and then Gwen
0: shows up and she's just like, I knew you wouldn't need me. So
1: like, I had to face my fear to be here for you because like, you're my friend. And I was just like, I love them. The Valkyries. I love them so much. Like they're, they're so far superior to like the inner circle, like Amryn, Farah and um, more like the Valkyrie
0: friendship is just, just chef's kiss. Like so, so superior to that. I just, I and I think because so I think the reason that I like it so much is because the inner circle is Reese's inner circle. So it's all the friends that are his friends that he's made up. And it's not necessarily, except for as, obviously I think this is supposed to be a parallel, like as Reese and, and Cassian yeah. as like them three, but it's like, other than those guys, like Amron and more are sort of friends by like proximity. I think that's the right word. Like they're friends oh, because they're like, cousin. right, exactly. But like Amron and sorry, I'm saying like Amron and more are friends based on oh, proximity. Yeah. Like they're friends with each other because they're, they're in Reese's inner circle and they have to be, and and it all revolves around like Reese and, you know, Feyre has, is like, doesn't have to be, but Feyre's friends with them because of Reese. So it's like, it all revolves around Reese. Whereas like this friend group, it matters so much to each other that they're all friends and they're friends together as like a collective unit.
1: And it's a friend group based on trust and honesty,
0: power, loyalty, and and just like 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 self-empowerment and just like friendship and their love
1: for each other. And it's so healthy and I love it so much. And so they all go, they're all in Windhaven, and then they all get kidnapped, <laughs> and you're like, what is happening here? Um, I didn't, I didn't, I did not connect the two that it was the Blood right. but when I realized they were there, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, when Cassie was like, yeah, they can win a one-night-a-year, and uh, that was the night, so they all got taken to Ramiel to participate in the Blood Rite, which I was like, ooh, that's, that sucks obviously Cassian is panicking um but the law basically states like no one can like save anyone from the blood right and they do they'll be hunted down and killed and so there's literally nothing they can do like not even Reese can do anything about it so obviously Cassian is like panicking and then Reese is like yeah go away go find Eris." like I just was like I understand you're giving him like a job to like distract him but like maybe that job's a little important to like not be distracted for i don't know but i understand like for the sake of the story what happens so basically eris is like taken in by b and him and Az. and i love how Az is like stop fidgeting or chill out and he's like i hate hate surveillance it's so boring like it's so and Az is just like it suits me and he's like yeah but it annoys me like it was such like a it was such a like brotherly like conversation of just like them kind of not bickering but you know having a moment and, um in in this scene it's Cassian and Az are searching for Eris and then you are switching back and forth with Nesta searching for Emery and Gwyn and
0: trying to survive the week so I, I think really, the, really I liked the way the right was written I thought it was so intense and like you feel all of Nesta's emotions and like it feels very Hunger Games in such a good way and I, I loved it like my heart was like racing reading through it and the anxiety of like you don't know what's gonna happen like they could kill them off sarah's done it before she'll kill them off you know and so it was like the anxiety of that kind of going through all of it and and nesta like coming into her own and taking the advice of the valkyrie and taking all the advice that like cassie gives her and her kind of going on this journey and then you find out their little charm bracelets that they made are like trackers and i was like cheesy but love it
1: i love it i love how she's like she has this moment she's like well cassie could be coming to save me and then she's like no he won't he's he can't like he can't and then she's like I'm the only one that can get myself out of this and so
0: yeah and I thought it was amazing like it's so well done and her being like I like look this way and it's beeping a little bit and I look this way and it's beeping a lot of it gotta go there and and her going to you know find Emery and I I like that we got Cass and Az and their surveillance versus like just monologue from like Feyre and the inner circle, because I think that that was more productive and obviously bringing the whole thing together. But I just liked that dynamic of the two of them who have been the main characters throughout. And it would have felt like a little in- disingenuous if it would, was just like the inner circle. So I liked it. I thought it was cute. I thought it was fun that, you know, as and and Cass are like, it's been five days and nothing's happening. And then at the other side, like Nest is like fighting for her life and yeah. dragging people across rivers and doing all this stuff. I thought that, uh, Balthazar, I wanted him to come up again. And I, I didn't realize that he didn't come up more than once in that whole thing. Like I was like, I was really expecting him to come up again. And I was like, I swear he's got to come up again, but, um, I I hope he he does in the next one.
1: I see him being someone, this is just my theory, see him being like a general or someone who, starts implementing like the women being able to train that's that's what i see as him being someone who like because she talks about how he's interested in the politics i think that's going to be some he's going to play a part in their kind of alliance with the illyrians i think moving forward
0: yeah and i loved his character coming in and him being like i would never kill you i'm well aware of who you are and it's like wow that Nessa still like does hold some weight and i thought that was really good for her to hear and and we always love like a good right on the edge of death make it through the yeah. night journey you know it's really intense and they yeah. find gwen and, and these like creatures sound fucking terrifying we I do get do not do get of a description
1: of one of the creatures this is the first time we've ever gotten a description of
0: these yes. terrifying creatures
1: in the night so they sound god awful terrifying um and so and then just the fact that they wake up and he's like he's like there's going to be plenty of clothing today and there's just like Bodies strewn everywhere and I'm just like oh that's I'd like to know the capacity
0: of how many people are in the right because I know they I say there's like a say, lot
1: that's like that feels like needless slaughter
0: yeah and that's kind of what they said and they're like well it's so they don't like start civil wars and things but it's like that's so- and Cassian says that in a few books back that he feels like it's such a waste and it's like it seems like it is for all these warriors but it's like I I like the Illyrians and I like the idea of them but Some part of it makes it feel like they're so unintelligent that they would never stop like beating their chests for one minute to realize that like killing each other is not worth it. But that's what happens when you kind of try to bring like a bunch of like people with different, just like ever so slightly different cultures together and make them get along. Right. And don't allow them to like make their own rules and stuff. It's like, everybody has to follow the same rules, but you you believe in different things than I do, or like you think different ways than I do. So I think that's why, but I don't know. It was like really brutal. I was like, how many people are in this, right? (laughs) Like, feels like a lot. Yep. because of yep. the descriptions here and there's weapons so that was like a shocking turn of events yeah, correct. did you have a feeling that you knew who it was did you think it was queen b i didn't i didn't either i thought it was going to be oh. the uncles i thought it was gonna be like Emery's uncles be
1: like either Emery's uncles or like the generals just trying to take them out yeah that's what i that's what i assumed i hated she's like i thought there weren't supposed to be weapons and he's like there aren't, but she just decided it would be like it would be better to have weapons or whatever. And then and then he's like, But you desecrate this sacred mountain with your presence. I'm like, You desecrated this whole tournament, quote unquote, situation, this whole rite with bringing weapons in. Right. So you're not one to talk there, bro. But you know, that's whatever.
0: That's neither here nor there, there, apparently. But um yeah. So, yeah, I love their little journey and, and they're like, We're gonna make it to the mountain, and they finally confess like all the terrible things I that happened really to them. Love-
1: I will say my favorite part is Quinn luring the creature out. She's like, "Yeah, they're not happy when you wake them up." And she's like,
0: "Oops, the daisies." I love
1: she's like, "I had to run real fast, real, real fast." Like, she like leads <laughs> this creature to them and it like kills them all or whatever. And that's how they get away. And they're like, "Well, we're gonna." She's like, "Nessa's like, we'll just like chill and like just move out the." And she's like, "No, I'm gonna go for it." And I love the scene where they all like tell each other they're like this is yeah. who I am and this is what happened to me oh my again with the brutalization of women I mean,
0: oh god, sweating like, jeez Louise
1: oh like it just
0: Emery I think that was how her I knew that was how that was gonna go and how her character was set up but I was like oh my god he like literally beat her mom to death like it broke her back that feels aggressive it was it was not it was just it's like why why did we why is that where we went with that? Yeah. And Gwen, like Gwen's story is so brutal. Oh my gosh. You know, I know we've heard about the, the hybrid soldiers and things like that, but it just felt like the way that all went down and like the guilt that she carries for all of that. I was like, I just want, I wanted someone to tell her that like, it wasn't her fault that like her sister died and that, that there's nothing she could have done about it and things like that. And I don't think that's ever brought up. Like nobody ever said, everyone's like, yeah, like we're, you know, I'm here for you if ever need to talk. But it's like, Someone needed to just say like it's not your fault that oh, they I mean, died. All
1: three of them were like it's not your fault. Like yeah, what, like like Gwen was like it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And Emery was like it's not your fault either. Like right, you're it's not you know. And I love that again that their friendship is built on this like foundation of like this is who we are and like you know this is what we bring to the table and this is like the trauma we're dealing with and everything. But like you know we accept each other for it. And so I just I love that and this
0: race to the bridge was so intense i could definitely see it played out as a movie and i was like oh my gosh this is where someone dies you know like i just felt it i felt like someone was gonna die i was like it's going too perfectly there's just no way they're not and they have a big epic fight scene where you know where they kill everybody off that's like close and then this other band of people comes and you're like i was like somebody's gonna somebody definitely gotta die and no one dies gwen just gets shot in the leg and then they like Ow. rap so they're like shot straight through the thigh, thigh. Oh. And and then they like wrap a rope around her and they're like, jump. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, can you imagine having like an arrow in your leg? And you're like, <clears throat> just like smack right into that wall. Uh-huh. And they, oh man, that was just that was a violent graphic scene. And then we're here crippled with blood loss, trying to like hike our way up a mountain. And they're like, we're gonna go the same way that like Az and Cassian and and Reese went. And they're like, we're gonna make it, we're doing okay. Blah, blah blah I like the lore that we got from the Illyrians like I thought that was really cool and I wish we had gotten a little bit more of that maybe just an explanation of all of these battles that they talked about in the first war and like we really haven't gotten a ton of info about what the first war really was about yeah I, I would like a little bit more of that again I'd love a prequel of this like way back when when Cassian and Asriel were young and like how recent Tamlin's friendship was like that would be amazing and then we get up to this archway that's infamous and here's whatever his name is that starts with a b is like I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you real good. Draws the line in the snow or whatever. She's like, You guys go,
1: like, and it's just like the, the oh my YouTube, gosh, did you cry when she knocked one out? The imagery of it, and it's all like like the guy, you know, held them in the past and bottleneck and etc. You know, it's that full circle like moment. And she just like kills all like his like six other dudes or whatever, and he's just like sitting there chilling. And she's like, This little asshole has done nothing the entire time, he's got his little cronies doing his work, and he just like you know,
0: and it was just like, uh, And so them fighting was. Did you uh, did you cry when Nesta uh, knocked Gwen out?
1: No, I cried when they were hiking. So yeah, when they were hiking. I was I was sobbing like I was literally like her internal monologue and her just like the whole thing and just like uh, I was literally and like I was I was. No Are way. you okay? I was <laughs> Was not, I was not okay. I was literally just like, and I was like sitting, I'm like, why am I crying? I was literally like yelling into the void Like, why am I crying? And like, but like, I literally just saw, like I had to put the book down. I had like tears just like, it was intense. And I was just like, it's just like such an intense scene. And they
0: were hiking to the mountain?
1: No, when they were oh. hiking, like her and Cassie. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. Okay. And I was just like,
1: God, I was just like, I was a wreck. I was
0: a wreck. You didn't cry when they were like, go on without me. And she's like, I could never. And then Gwen's like, I could also never. And then she's like, okay, Katique. <laughs> so no,
1: I didn't cry, but I was just like,
0: Damn.
1: Yeah, I didn't cry at that. See, did you yeah. cry?
0: No, no, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> I would never cry. No, I'm a soulless no, monster. Should.
1: I love how they're like she's like come on bring it on and he's like you know I'll enjoy killing you and so on and then all of a sudden there's like this flash of light and you know that Emery and Gwen like made it and they like you know went out out and they they won the right and then he gets pissed right and he's like he's mad and he's like I'm going to kill you and then it's like this fighting scene
0: (laughs) did you expect the heiress stuff to happen the way it did no, that was so confusing. I'm not going to lie. I had to read that scene like three times. Cause I was like, what's going on here? So we meet like kombucha at his bless Lake. You. Yeah. We meet, bless you at, cause squeeze me at the Lake. And he's like, <laughs> Hey girl. Hey. And uh, prior to that, Eris is like, he says something about Morgan and Kaz is like, that is not Eris. And I was like, first of all, you're too close to them like you're getting ensnared guys you're you're getting snatched up
1: i would not have put that together i would oh
0: absolutely that not that, that was a big jump i was like
1: more or like i was like but like much smarter than i am
0: but i it's just like i don't think it would be that uncommon for eris to just say like Morgan like the Morgan. like i don't i don't know I, that one didn't really trigger for me and then i was so confused he did never call her that he always called her more right and that was like why yeah yeah, I, 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 yeah. foreshadowing and then we meet like ex bless you excuse me or whatever we meet oh could bless you and he's like chilling at his little lake but i was very confused by that because i was like so he's standing there trying to like trap kaz and asriel and then all of a sudden queen bee's there and she's like snatch and Az is like oh no what happened and i was like there's just this feels like you're a bad spy you know what i mean like how all that went down i was like how did you guys let yourself get trapped (laughs) felt like a very scooby-doo moment they were like it's it's a trap it's a trap it was like what is happening here you know i don't know that was really confusing to me i was like why did they meet the and then and then you know Az is like who's that and cassian's like i i already know it's like isn't this guy your spy master like i'm confused you should know who bless it's you is you should know him <laughs> oh you know, like i was i was so confused by that part i was like i don't know what's happening what about you what did you think about it i was i just flabbergasted
1: i i don't know if i was surprised i was just kind of like oh, well, okay i was confused though when like cassian was like concrete and he like couldn't move and i was like what's going on here like why why can't he move and then she's like i'm gonna use you to bring down nesta and i was like oh that's why Chow back over to Romual and um Nessa's like fighting the one dude and she's like he's gonna kill her like she she's gonna die and then Cassian like boom kills him right and then she he like lands and like kills him or whatever and then she like runs to him and he's like hugging her and he's like I'm gonna have so much fun ripping your head off and I was like that was dark like okay and again <laughs> I was like um come again and this and just like mm, don't you mean you love me like <laughs> wrong words mate. wrong words you know Queen Bee shows up and it's very dramatic I was not okay this was a very intense scene like this was this was I feel more intense than the whole like recent favorite like this was just like whole and him just like fighting her the whole way and it's just like oh he loves nesta so much and his just like transformation of nesta like noticing like the lights be like he's like you know very like dull dull eyed and just like and then he's starting to fight it and she can tell and this queen bee's like flabbergasted that he can actually like fight it and he's like don't do it and it's
0: like a whole thing and we love a good We love a good Ella Enchanted moment, you know, where he's like, kill me instead, kill me instead. And it's like in Ella Enchanted where they're all around the mirrors and she's like, you will not listen to anyone else. And it's like, oh my God, she almost just killed that guy. Go ahead. Yep. Yep. And
1: she, you know, she's like, you're going to make me young again, like (laughs) kind of a thing because she's very vain, which I mean, yeah. And so, you know, she's like, you're going to basically make me young again and you're going to use all of it all the harp and the crown and everything or you're going to give them all to me so that i can be young again and blah, blah, blah 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 and then she's like no i'm not i'm not going to do that and so she's like kill cassian kill and and this is the whole like fey thing of not being specific about things cassian talks about it how how you know nesta's not Specific in her like instructions of like he's like I went to I went to the house and went for one night but he didn't she didn't say you know these things or whatever and so basically she says she's like I'm bored with this kill and he kind of they like look at each other and it's like all the love that ever you know like I love you you love me blah 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 and then he yells roars and then he goes to stab himself and then Nessa loses her shit. On Queen Bee, and she like she's like you want to be young. I reverse time and you in existence, <laughs> and so she like Thanos is her ass, and uh, she and then Cassie's like I thought I would like hit the ground when you did that because I was like <laughs> I
0: didn't want to be.
1: I'll in just that. wait here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Az and more show up, and they're like uh, it's it's Thera, so you gotta come now,
0: and this is.
1: So
0: dramatic. Listen, guys, if we get one more die and come back to life thing, I'm out. This I'm is very f- supernatural to me. Like, I'm okay. full on out. It's, <laughs> a, it's, no, it's a no for me. Well, and like I said this before, it's like, you guys can't do a C-section. Like, we haven't figured that out. I, I get it. It's like the element like of drama. As,
1: as can torture a person for days and stab them in places where they will not die
0: and bleed out. But you can't figure out an, an abdominal decision. decision like yeah. seriously yeah I just I didn't love that part and and like it's just the, the theatrics was like a bit much for me and then they're like is like one breath away from death and I I just stopped and summoned the harp and so she summons like all of them right and she like plucks the last string and she's the master of death it's not Nesta anymore she's the master of death freezes time and tells uh Feyre that she loves her she loves her, she loves her this has happened before in other SGM books where they give up their power. And I don't like that idea that like the girls have to give up their power. Yeah. But argument for Nesta, she never wanted it. She wanted to take from the cauldron, but she didn't like want the power of death. And so I think it's really like, was really healing for her to be able to say like, I don't want to be this person that's like so unique and so different and like has all these powers and these emotions that I have to tamper down. So I, I like that she makes a bargain with the cauldron. Like I thought that was kind of funny. Um, and I-, I- thought it was interesting that they bring the mother into this. I was like, Oh, yeah. okay. I love okay. the, um,
1: the moment where she's like, you know, this is what you, this comes full circle when she talks about like putting yeah. on the mask and not feeling anything and how that was so tempting. And now she's like, I thought, she's like, I thought you didn't want to feel anything. I thought you didn't want, she's like, no, I do want to feel things I, like, you know, you can't have the good without the bad and you can't, you know, some days are going to be really hard, but I have like, my family and Cassian and the Valkyrie and, you know, the house and like all these things, you know, and she's just like, I, I want that. And I want to live and I want to in, like live my life. And I was just like, oh, and I love how it came full circle. And she's like, okay, then live your life. And I was just like, ah and then she's just like, I give it back. I give it back. I give it back, you know, whatever. And Reese is like, again, he's like, she going got to, he's like, panicking obviously he's in a freaking pan- and he
0: for some reason thinks that nest is like gonna kid i don't know they dying like she dead she gone she gone as hell so like yeah reese <laughs> being mad cassie's like dude shut up like <laughs> chill out simmer down tchotchke take a take a moment
1: like take a beat and like and they basically she like gives life to the baby and gives life to pharah and then changes their anatomy
0: I'm wondering if she did this to Elaine though. Cause she never mentions Elaine. So that's the theory. That's the fan theory that like, this is what people have been saying. Like they think that she's going to accept the mating bond with because that never happens. She doesn't change it for Elaine because she knows that like her and as aren't supposed to end up together ah. for whatever reasons. So there's obviously like, there's a couple of those like floating around, but that's the big one that I've heard is like, she didn't do Elaine intentionally because She knows that, like, she either doesn't know about their relationship at all, or she knows, like, she's going to be with Lucian.
1: She knows they're mated, and she understands at this point what it means to be.
0: Yep. Yeah, so that's kind of the theory that, like, I've heard. And it it was just, like, I don't know, it was so sad that she's like, "I, I love you, I love you, I love you. And that's, like, the first time I've said that. And I was like, well, that one cuts deep.
1: yeah. Mm -hmm. that one hurts and then she like you know gives all the power back and like i love how the the like the doctor's like i could swear you have an Illyrian anatomy now and, and no one else like hears that but i love how she's just like um like so confused at the moment or whatever and i was like i love that and i love how she's like afterwards she like goes to cassie and she's like yeah so i like changed her anatomy and changed my own for like what he's like, you want to have a baby? Like, it was like very like panic. Like now, like, are you, are you? Oh. oh? And she's like, no, not, not now,
0: but like someday.
1: So like, I liked it. Any moons like, from now. <laughs> I love that it didn't end on like, I want to have a baby now. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? I love
0: yes. How it didn't yes. End on I do. I do. I <laughs> love that.
1: She's like one day, but I did this. So we wouldn't have to deal with this in the future. And that right. was one of my questions too. I was like, this is like Nick's the only one that they have because, like, obviously, like, this is a very traumatic experience for her body. So, like, so she says that at the end. Adjusted her her anatomy. I didn't realize that,
0: but she says it at the end too. Feyre being like, maybe this isn't my baby that the bone carver showed me because he didn't have wings. And so I, my question is, is one, is he like Reese where he can hide his wings? Obviously Reese's aren't like real quote unquote, right? Like he wasn't born with wings or whatever. Um, He like makes them. But the question is, is does he have enough magic to hide his or are they going to have, is that foreshadowing for them having like a second child? That's the one the bone carver showed them. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, she I says that say it at the end because she's like the, the kid I saw didn't have wings.
1: Yeah. So I I can, I can see them. I they're going to have like a million babies, but I have this theory that the crossover is also going to be like, like aelin and rowan's bait like daughter or whatever ends up with like one of farah and reese's kids or something like that like that's very like ties together a nice little bow but um
0: (laughs) tot's like "Uh
1: uh-huh uh (laughs) I roll i
0: hate them all (laughs) all the children but
1: um yeah i i did like i did i thought it was very funny where like cassian was my, again, another favorite part was this comparison of like when, when Feyre offered Reese the soup and he's like,
0: oh my God, the soup and like the whole thing.
1: And, and Nessa's like, here's an old
0: biscuit. I heard I had to give you the food. And I was just like, I love this so much. And she's like, or, or I want a really elaborate mating ceremony. He's like, so yeah. my options are frilly wedding or limp biscuit. <laughs> like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, them,
1: and I was so funny like, i love this so much i just i love them so much you know you finish with that and then the ending is um very nice like full circle she like goes to see her dad and she forgot about this scene i can't believe i forgot about this scene how did you feel about her going
0: back to the cabin felt very relevant to me really it like makes sense as like part of her journey to go back and do that and she like takes a little wood carving and things but for me, I was like, eh, hey, meh, meh. Like, okay. But I know it was very like closing for her, right? Like, there's a huge amount of closure that comes with it. As She says it in there, like, I feel like Cassie's my friend. I know he's not going to judge me. I want him to come with me. And this is the very beginnings of their kind of relationship and the way that they've developed into these people and stuff. And I, I liked the idea of it, but I was like, this is just kind of like, mm, meh, yeah. But I think it was good for them. I think it's good for their relationship. I thought it was interesting. You know, he's like, I never realized like how poor you guys were or the life you guys led or all the things that you did. And like, you know, he kind of gets to see this other side of Feyre, like all the things that she did when she was younger and all the things she like sacrificed for her sisters and Cassie, and kind of has like a newfound respect for her and Nesta, you know, for the life that they led. But I just was like, huh. Yeah. What about you? Did you like it?
1: i liked it i thought i thought
0: it again played into that
1: kind of closure part and her struggling with you know everything that happened with her dad and everything and her realizing that her dad like again slept on the cot and like gave them the bed and like you know there was a lot of things that he did do that she didn't want to see and she realizes that and she regrets that but she's like coming to terms with it you know that kind of thing so that was i really i really liked that um Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, I thought it was a very good scene, a very like pivotal scene for her and her like realization of, you know, um, everything that she like went through with her dad and like her feelings toward her dad and why she felt that way and kind of resolving that. So I did, I did,
0: but it was, you know, very cookie cutter ending, which is okay. I think it's okay. I appreciate when it doesn't like, I think, I think Sarah does a good job of ending books on a cliffhanger enough that you want to know what happens next but not that I'm like I won't survive without it yeah when it's like this you know like she does a really good job with this I think in Crescent City she does a good job with this and um a couple of the the Throne of Glass books like you know it's like I'm definitely going to pick the next one up but like I'm okay waiting another year or two for you to come out with it and I would prefer you like take the time to write it and make it really good and I I like the story but I'm okay with it ending like this and I think this is Nesta's only book like i think the next one is the rumor is like it's elaine asriel lucian those are like the next three right like that's the rumor I don't that know. i've heard i you it's know kind of like the, fan the, theories
1: the, what the cookie the cookie cutter ending you know her and cassie and happily ever after kind of a situation how did you feel so we both agreed that pharah and and reese chapter was pointless <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Just not a lot it's that like maybe like, the
1: baby this is what we chose the name of the
0: baby i'm, I'm just like, like not like, a lot shit. going on here <laughs> and
1: Then we talk shit about elaine like that's literally like
0: what it well is. and i don't i don't understand they they're like we're gonna name him nix and he's like like the goddess she's like yeah and i swear night kissed power touched me and it's like first of all, both of you have that power. So like, it shouldn't be that surprising that your kid has it. Second of all, like that was a weird way to end that chapter. Like you make it seem like it's foreshadowing for something else that's going to happen. And it's like, Ooh, the baby likes its name. You know, like, I don't know. It just felt really, it was a weird, I was like, in case? It was,
1: I, it was, it was definitely put in there for, you know, the face and stands, yeah. which is fine. I'm not one of those. So I was just kind of like, this is pointless, but, yeah. um, Asriel's chapter many things to unload in this chapter I feel like I love finally getting like an Asriel POV um I think the next book's going to be an Asriel book yeah completely honest I think it's going to be as and then that kind of I feel like that second breakdown of everything that happens with like her being turned away by Az and then also by her like previous fiance, I think that kind of takes a toll on her and maybe it breaks Elaine. I think that's gonna be something that maybe happens in the next book, like if it's Az's book. And then I still have a theory that Lucian's gonna reel her back in and they yeah,
0: I bet it. I bet the next one is Az, then Elaine, then Lucian, and it'll mm-hmm. be something about how the two of them are connected and then Elaine and, and Lucian. That's my theory. Yep. yep. But I this chapter it's like a version of as I don't want to know. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I read this and I was like, is this really who he is? Yeah. I don't think I was ready to like read this version of as I, I
1: really
0: like,
1: I really like this chapter. I think we finally get more than five words out of as, which is nice. Um, kind of getting his, And this is the part where you really realize that this is why he's been, you know, him and Nestor are such good friends because he quite literally has the same feelings of, like, not wanting to fail, like, and not feeling worthy. And so it was so sad and, you know, from reading this, I think Gwyn would be better for him as a um, just (laughs) overall I think she would be better. Um, I think, I think Elaine would be good for him because she would, like, you know bring beauty to you bring beauty and like make him see the beauty in himself and things like that but i think i don't i don't know i I still think Gwyn would be better for him, and honestly I still think i i'm still here for illusion illusion and Gwynreel that's where i'm that's where I'm standing on these ones um this is that's my stand until now until you know probably next book comes out and it's gonna end up being just gets blown to smithereens throw it out the window and neither of them are going to end up with him it's probably what's going to happen so who knows the necklace was cute and she got him the little i thought it was hilarious that she got him the earplugs because she's like you're gonna be living with like (laughs) Nessa and cassie and now you're gonna need these and i love that and you know her gifts to him are just so all of her gifts are so thoughtful and funny like she also kind of has that little bit of a sense of humor um and you know they almost kiss and then Reese lays into him and I will say this is probably the only moment that I agree with Reese and him just just being like you need to you need to think like this isn't I I didn't like how he's like go to a whorehouse if you want to like scratch an itch and I was like that's maybe don't say that but like how he was like her mate is literally in the bedrooms above you, and like I don't. And it's like you guys are like all up on each other. You don't think Lucian is gonna send Azrael on on Elaine, and also like how rude. And it's like, and Reese is like we're in the middle of like all kinds of stuff with the with the Autumn Court, and like things are kind of just like out of like very we're on a very thin line right here so like maybe don't do that and so and I get where I get where as is coming from where he's like you know you got Feyre and and like yeah I'm kind of that's where I'm at with him I'm like and Cassie and her together and why wasn't why wasn't Elaine my mate like I think the calls made a mistake and I'm just like okay but like it's i'm sorry like i don't know like at that point it's like what do you say it's like it just it, would
0: be like too perfect if all three of them yeah, like ended up together you know frankly
1: it's boring
0: yeah I, that's, that's true I think fair too,
1: i think if elaine and Azrael ended up together it's so boring like it's just like okay like three brothers and three sisters and oh you know it's just so boring and it just like i don't know i just i i still that's part of the reason i think why i ship them with, with Lucian and Gwen but like I also absolutely adore Gwen. And so and I've yeah. really come to like Azriel as well. Um just like he's, I thought he was so funny and active. I thought him and Nessa's like friendship was so great. And so um I think those two would would do well together. I just I I want I want Gwen to be happy. <laughs> and I love how I did not love how he's like he like comes back and gets his gifts and there's the necklace and he gives it to Gwen. Like he gives it to the clotho or whatever. It's just like a
0: very awkward thing. And I'm like, that's going to blow up in your face. And it felt very like cheap to me. It was like, what a, like, what a cheap gesture of you being like, oh, she would like this, but I don't know. It was, that one felt really slimy to me. And I think that's why I didn't like, I didn't like this chapter. I did like the chapter, but I didn't like this version of as in the chapter. And I was like, is this really him? And like, what he wants and we all like obviously we all know he he likes elaine but it was just a very fast switch for him to be like let me give her this necklace instead i was like that's i don't like that yeah i don't like that i
1: also feel i also feel like asriel has been a crutch for elaine asriel has kind of protected her and which is like fine but asriel's been that crutch for elaine and not she's not been the one that people have been like no like you, you should try to get to know Lucian, maybe, like, maybe, you know, I don't know, and I, I also think their talk in the inner circle about Lucian has also kind of turned her off of him, and that's been kind of frustrating, and so I think, like, them, I, I really hope they just, like, get to know each other, because I love, I love Lucian,
0: and he just needs to be happy, and I
1: think him and Elaine would, would be well, would do well
0: together, so. I agree I totally agree I think that they have a better I don't know I think just think they have like a better dynamic and like there's a theory right that like his shadows kind of play with Gwen and they like hide from Elaine and it's like I feel like Elaine is makes him like feel not makes him feel bad but like just the way that she is as a person like the, the setup of her character is like she almost makes him feel bad for being, like, who he is. And Gwen, like, yeah. doesn't shy from that and sees him as, like, her hero because he saved her, you know, yeah. from Highburn and all that kind of stuff. And I, I like the idea of, of his shadows, like, playing with her and, like, being out and about and, like, and, like sh- her knowing, like, the true power that As holds and, like, her knowing, like, what he's capable of and what he's done for her and stuff. Like, I just, I think they're a much better pairing. From it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I it's feel like, like throwing Elaine, up on a battlefield.
1: Yeah, like, I just, you know, it's... Yeah, I feel like Gwen and, Gwen and Az are are much better matched together. And I don't know, maybe we'll get evil Elaine, but (laughs) I don't know. I still, I still don't think, I think that Elaine sees everything that's pretty and like, you know, she recognizes that. And I think that would be good for Azrael. Like, you know, you are good and you are, you know, he, but he knows he's beautiful. Like he's not stupid, you know what I mean? But it's also like, I think, I don't know if she would be able to handle the good with the bad. You know what I mean? And I, I don't think that Gwen would shy from that. Gwen has has experienced, it's not that Elaine doesn't have trauma or anything, but the things that Gwen has gone through, like Gwen has seen and experienced and lived
0: the bad, you know? And so. And he saved her from that. And so she like appreciates mm -hmm. him for what he's capable of and like that he was there to protect her and now she can protect herself, but she's seen the way he's, like, so respectful to all the other priestesses and, like, yeah. all that kind of stuff. I, I agree. I totally agree. And I'm, I just, like, feel like Lucian deserves someone better yeah. than the, the Archeron sisters. Like, not that they're not good people, but, like, I just feel like he deserves someone, like, more epic than that. And I feel bad yeah. that that's what happened to him.
1: <laughs> you just hate Elaine. <laughs> I hate her so
0: much! Oh, my <laughs> I, God! I don't know why! <laughs> yeah, uh, what I was think, your...
1: I think she's gonna... I, I have... A few theories that, you know, with when you, with the face and chapter, he talks about maybe that's like the box that you put her into. Maybe she's not as sweet and maybe she is a little more, a little more mean, a bit more of a, a bit more of a viper than you think she is. But she's just always felt like she needed to play that role and she's finally realizing she doesn't have to play that role anymore. And so I think um, it'll be interesting Um, to see that. And I, I feel like maybe she's going to take on a courtier role rather than a like warrior, like Nesta or Feyre, which would work well with Lucian. And I think she would do well in a courtier role. And I think that would, that would kind of be, I feel like that would be a really cool kind of
0: like dynamic for for them
1: is like either being like emissaries or whatnot and like traveling the courts. That's true. I like that.
0: What was your star rating for this one?
1: I actually gave it a 4.25. Ooh.
0: So the
1: only reason I didn't give it a five was the ending. Like we talked about earlier, it felt very like quick. There's just a lot that happened in the last 200 pages. Um, I would have liked that spread out a little bit more throughout the story, but I just, I absolutely, I love Nesta. I loved her story. I loved her arc. Her, Cassian is just, french kiss just ultimate book boyfriend i love him so much like just so much he's so perfect and i think i just i feel like i relate more to nesta um kind of in her in the aspect of like (laughs) people will call her out and she'll get mad and then she has to take a moment and step away and like step away from herself and say okay like they're right. And I need to fix this and I need to figure out how to fix this. And I feel like I, I tend to do that. I, I can be a bit of a hothead and, but I'm someone who like in relationships or anything, like needs someone like a partner or a friend or whomever to, to call me on my crap basically. and be like, you're acting like an asshole right now, or you're like, I wasn't okay. Or maybe you should think about it this way. And so I might be mad for a moment, but I'll come back and be like, no, you're right. Like more often than not and so I feel like I'm I relate to that and I feel like I kind of I'm that person that kind of takes a lot on and then like shuts will like shut everything out and like try not to think about it too much and then it like you know ADHD brain I just bring too much on and then I'm like oh that's way too much and then I shut everything down and then it like I have to like not numb myself out and actually feel the things so that's something that i can definitely relate to so i really i really 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 like this book i just um, i love nesta and i love cassie and nesta and ass's friendship and i could have done without reese and amarin being total twats but that's fine um fair enough i you know that was whatever um but the valkyries their friendship is just so wholesome and just so i just I love the Valkyrie so much. And I feel like there, I know a lot of times people are like, there is no plot in this book, but I feel like this book really had a, like, it was very, they're just, it's different because there's not as much that happens
0: in this book as. It's a very character driven plot. And yeah. I think that's hard for people to grasp in a fantasy world. And it's like, that's allowed to happen. You're allowed to just have one about the people. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. And I really, I really enjoyed it. I, I,
1: I think I, I've come to the terms that I think I'm more of a character-driven reader rather than a plot-driven reader. Yeah. Fine. But um, I, yeah, I'm here for the character development and this, this book had it in spades. I also cried. There was some nice spicy scenes. It was just a good all-around book for me. I would, I would definitely reread it. Love that. Probably the only one in the series I would reread. (laughs) If I'm honest.
0: Start from there and go on.
1: Yeah. What about you?
0: Um, I think I'd probably give this, I gave this originally a five, but I think I'd probably give it a four or five now because I think for me, it's really hard to go back on <laughs> my like Goodreads review and be like, it's a two. It's not, this is a good book. I really liked it. And I think, I think for me, this is one that feels very, like homey because it's so character driven. It's one of those ones that like, I could pick it up and just reread this one and not have to feel like I needed to dive back into this massive world of all this trauma and like all these things that happen to these poor characters. So I think that that's really good. I agree with you with the ending. It's just felt really rushed to me. I remember reading it and being like, I remember what's going to happen next. Like I know there's going to things that happen next and looking at the page and being like, we're on page 500 and it like still hasn't happened. So I was like, there's just so many things that still have to go on and we're so deep into the book so I think that part is just like I don't love that there's so much shoved into the end there um, and I would have liked a little bit more time in the right with the girls and like their their time there and all of that kind of struggle but I think it's really good I love the characters in this I, I love the dynamic between Azriel, Cassian and Nesta and I love the dynamic with the priestesses and the house is just like such a good character to bring in and just like brings me so much joy to think about their life together and how she's gonna how she gets to kind of keep the house and and like the, the sleepover that she has with the girls and how she makes the house and it just it's so good and I think that the house might be my favorite character um <laughs> but yeah I I like this book a ton true. The house is just
1: oh the house is so wholesome and just like to appear for this world i love how emory like brings books and she's like you haven't read this author she like brings books and she's like i brought a book for you in the house like
0: takes it and like it's mine out like drops her off more and i i thought it was so good and i just think that this was a really well played out one like you said there's a lot of spicy scenes that are super good i think they're really well written and you know the miscommunication trope is like just enough that doesn't make me want to strangle them all we get a lot of really good tropes in this book, right? Enemies to lovers, friends to lovers, um, you know, a friendship, like found family, a, a friendship family type of thing where I don't necessarily feel like the girls are like a, a, like a typical found family. It's a very like friendship driven one. And I love that. And, you know, I think there's a lot of really good things in this book. And I, I really, really liked it. And now I'm really, really, really ready for you to read Crescent City. <laughs> I'm
1: very excited to read Crescent City. I'm-
0: You're, are you like worried that I'm not going to like it? No, I'm I just like can't wait for you to feel the things that I feel.
1: (laughs) You're like, so I can rage about this book with you. Like
0: (laughs) I just I don't know what it is. Whatever, I I won't go too far into it because we'll we'll do like the whole episode on it. I just I started the audiobook a few days ago and it's like just like being back in it, it's so good and there's just so many good lines in there, and it's like Bryce's journey is just phenomenal and it like it it warms my soul. So I'm very ready for you to read it. I'm very excited. Do we have any announcements?
1: But please go into the link tree in our Instagram bio and book t- and or book talk bio um and follow the Discord link to the book club. It's, it's such a great group of people over there. I absolutely love I adore them all. So very excited about the month of March.
0: So we will see. We just launched this month in February, the Patreon. So if you guys do want to join, there's three different tiers on there. If you guys have any questions about, let us know. We're super excited about the Patreon, getting a chance to publish some of our bonus episodes and things like that. Um, we do have an interview coming up next week with Book Babe Designs. So that will be coming out and then we will be doing Crescent City. So we're super excited. Got a chance to chat with Brianna and talk to her a little bit about, about building the business, how... You know she's created such a unique style and made this amazing bookish shop. So that one will be coming out next week. So I think that's it. Um,
1: yeah, I think that's it. If you have any recommendations or anything that you'd like us to cover on the podcast, please reach out. We love when people reach out, so please reach out, even if it's just to say hi. If you love the podcast, please leave a five star review. You can now leave reviews on on spotify now the star ratings you can leave star ratings not reviews but star ratings so if you could do that that would be greatly appreciated that's how people find us
0: so yeah i think that's all of our announcements if you guys have any questions or like kirsten said if you have any requests or anything like that always reach out to us um, and message us and i'll post everything in the show notes as well so if you guys have any questions about anything that we've gotten or um, want to try audible go ahead and click the link in our bio so
1: talk to you guys later Thank you all. We will see you next week. Whoop, whoop. Thank you for listening and hanging in there through all of our Avatar <laughs> shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. We did it, y'all. We did it. Kirsten <laughs> read Avatar and we made it through the series. What a time to be alive.
0: By the last
1: one, so. Moving on to Crescent City.
0: Very so exciting. ready for that. Woohoo! Right. Okay, bye. Bye, guys.
1: Thank you for listening to the Bookish Banter podcast this week. We would appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave a five-star review. Thank you once again, and we'll see you all next week.